Welcome to the I Am Talk Corner Super Specials, Day 4. Your daily fix on all things Kona. Right, guys, welcome along to day three of day four, actually, day four. of the Kona Super Specials of I Am Talk Proudly brought to you by Endurance Sport Travel. We'll talk about that later, but we're loving them. We're loving the breakfast. We are. We're actually loving everything, John. We are. And Ken. Ken. You know what? I'd hate to be Ken Blah right now. Ken, I'd hate to be Ken Blah. Ken, what's Ken Blah? What, Bla- what, Bla- what does Ken <laughs> Blah do? <laughs> he works with Ken Blah. <laughs> right. And you know why I'd hate to be him right now? Why? Because bloody hell, he has to work heaps. <laughs> yes, he's working heaps when he's racing tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be carnage. Oh, I tell you. Uh, also brought to you by Challenged Athletes Foundation. We've got some good interviews with a few people from that today. Uh, traditional sponsors Tribos.com. Get on there, it's got good deals. I've been sending out some emails telling you about us, which we love. Athlinks.com. Uh, have you been putting photos on there? Uh, we haven't got that many photos. I have no. put a couple up there. No. Well, good way to Shark keep in contact with friends, yep. And coffeesfy.com. Last time I out to the boat this morning, and it was bloody beautiful. Mm. Okay, John, so day four of the Super Special was the last day before the race. What's it, mate? Well, started stock standard start up down to the down to the, the Digme Beach. You know what, John? I'm shagged. Yeah, you're a little tired. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired. We'll get on to that. No, I'm going to get on to this right now, actually, John, because John, he said to me, Bev, we're going to do a three-hour ride today. So I thought, cool, well, and immediately I haven't ridden much lately, so I was a little bit worried, but I thought, you know what? I'll be all right. So we turned up for a leisurely social ride. Was it, John? It was not leisurely. <laughs> Did I have anything to do with the setting of the pace? Oh, the curly. No. The curly. What is it, Italian stunning in him? Curly freight train. It was okay. Oh. He saved his effort to the end. And I've got a long memory. And Richard Blanco decided to turn up. Mm, mm. Hammered the Hammered the crap out of, us. out of us. And then about, you know, an hour just said, oh, I'm going back now. No, it wasn't even that. It was like 45, we, we basically 45 minutes of... Hammering, and the guys were saying they were sitting on 400 watts. KP and uh, and Mark saying they're sitting on 400 watts, 45 minutes, and we're just hanging on for dear life. And I'm th- I, I, what's going through my mind is I'm thinking he can't be that strong. I've never met him before, but he's coming on epic camp. He's not a pro. He can't be that strong. This is not going to last. We're just just hanging just in there. Come just on, come on, there. stay. I see. I didn't even know this. So I'm sitting, sitting in the back even. I'm thinking, oh my god, what am I doing? And so I'm thinking he's going to fade. And I'm going to kill him at the end of the ride. Yeah, and he didn't and, even make it to the end. And then we've got 45 minutes, he turns around, no warning whatsoever. Yeah. That's going to be... That, you know what you, know what you can't do? You can't do that in Epic Camp because you're in one direction. That is logged in my memory. So, so we must have ridden from an hour and a half out of town, but coming back was like an hour. Yeah, we went to, we went to Waikoloa. And I forgot to tell you about my Waikoloa experience the other day. Oh, tell me, John. We, we could have done we did, the Waikoloa toilet experience. Mm. You know what? Let's save this to the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, we've got you know, lots of new listeners there at the moment. We, we want to we want to get them on board. Okay. Um, so okay. So today, so we went down for a swim. A lot less swimmers around. It was definitely a quieter feel. Definitely down at down at the uh, water this morning. Um, definitely a few people around, but not really. Like yes, the last couple of days has been pretty busy, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Setups all going on. Boom, boom, boom everywhere. Yeah. The roads closures are happening now. And then we pretty much went back, sorted out some media passes, uh, had some breakfast, and then we went in a few challenge athletes. Yep, so we'll hear those later on. Yep, and that was really great. And then uh, what did we do after that, John? Then we went to the expo briefly. Yep, went to the expo. Came back, got had, ready for the ride. Had an interview with Hillary. No, not, not Hillary. 
uh, Desiree Israel. Ficker that'll be coming up yeah we've got some good questions for her didn't we John you, you did some crackers Bevan <laughs> and uh, John got her phone number <laughs> then we went out for a uh, the three hour hammer fest yeah came back in a rather disheveled disheveled uh, state I'm on the coke <laughs> and, and now we're just gonna lie down and relax for the rest of the afternoon so first of all on today's show we've actually got uh, Kat Katrina Morrison yeah Katrina Morrison Katrina, there's no O in there Kat Morrison yeah, yeah. and uh, she's on the show we interviewed her last night she's a real cool chick from Scotland and uh, it was really interesting talking to her because she's kind of all new to her day and I don't mm. think she really realises how good she is yet no don't think so because <laughs> she's lot, good she's really good well f- yeah 8, 8.48 and wrote and we know it's a fast course we know a lot of other still you've got to get there. the time don't you yeah that's, that's, that's a solid time and, and I think a lot of girls are worried about her um, but we'll just see how she goes I think the heat could be a factor and obviously the fact that she's been uh, not well is going to be a big factor so who knows might be a bit of a learning experience for her this year okay let's check her on right now here we go Right, you know, this is a na- lady's name we uh, have consistently made a hash of um, throughout really the years. Really bad with names, yeah. like, honestly, because we both can't read, yeah. and we just cock people's names up all the time. Yeah. It's okay, I shorten mine. But that's the oh, thing, we've, we've got a short, a short na- a shortenation of the name. So, Cat <laughs> Morrison, there. welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> now, can you actually tell us how to pronounce your full first name correctly? It's Katrina. Oh. What, what, why is the O in there? It's the Gaelic spelling. Right. And um, uh. so, if... If you were in the islands, you'd say Katrina. What's that again? Katrina. Katrina. That sounds like an A. Yeah. For for ages, we've been calling it Katriona Morrison. Yeah. And all our TriTalk listeners always give us emails. Give us a bit of grief. I know. Well, I have my website and stuff, and on my bike now, I've got my web address. And when I came to make my own website, I kind of thought I'll just stick to Kat. Nice. Yeah. With simple people. Yeah. Yeah. Nat Morrison and then I got married and I'm like yeah we're still sticking with Cat Morrison oh. <laughs> did that cause a little bit of uh, debate? no it took us 10 years to get married so. <laughs> pretty lazy fair so, so you're kind of a new face on the scene well probably not in your own world but here you know you seem to be a name that's coming up a lot recently you want to tell us a little bit about your history? ah oh, well it all began 32 no <laughs> <laughs> um, I first started like I said um Triathlon. Well, just before I went to New Zealand, I was um, I did my masters in Edmonton in Canada, and I had knee surgery there. And a friend was selling a bike, and so I bought the bike from her just to recover. Yep. And I also started swimming again. I swam when I was a kid, and there was a triathlon exactly ten weeks after my knee op, and I've been told that I could exercise ten weeks after my knee op. So uh-huh. I'm doing that triathlon. <laughs> And um, yeah, so it kind of started from there, and then I went out to New Zealand to be with my my partner, and he was at uni there, and I joined Wellington Triathlon Club, and really that's where, you know, gave me a lot of support, and I did New Zealand Nationals, I did the race in Taupo, the standard distance, and um, started duathlon there as well. And it's interesting because Chrissy <laughs> Wellington came out to New Zealand as well, and did the coast to coast. Yeah, yeah so. she did the coast to coast. Breeding ground for, yeah. for, for, for foreign athletes. Yeah. Whatever the it is on, like. man. I love my, love my time there, and we really want to go back. So, yeah. you know, so fingers crossed. Your partner now, husband, a Kiwi or a... no? He's an Englishman. Right. Yeah. Okay, so invaders. so that went on for a period of time. So you're kind of getting into it, and you just continue to grow. Yeah. Well, I um, well, did I go? I went for some reason. I think I was home in two thousand. Uh, for a wedding or something and I was down in London at a friend's house and she was a runner and we were watching the Sydney Olympics yep. on, on the television and I turned around and said I'm going to do that 
And she said, I used to run with Vicky, and we're both competitive athletes. And she said, well, I probably think you can, actually. Oh, really? And when I went back to New Zealand, I contacted the Scottish coach then to see what the deal was with um, Commonwealth Games selection. Just randomly phoned him up. And um, when I went home from New Zealand again, we did some testing. And he said, well, you know, I think you could probably make the team. And I made the, I did my first Commonwealth Games in 2002. Wow, what was it like? And, I mean, she starts it, there. It was not. Yeah. yeah. Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was there watching. Oh, you go. I was going, go, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those moments, like, I think it was only, like, my fifth ever standard distance triathlon. Really? And I remember, like, walking down to the start, and it was a really good venue for a triathlon because they had all these multi-story car parks on one side of the swim venue, and people were just hanging out uh. of this car park, and it was nuts. There were about 75,000 people watching, and I just remember thinking, oh, I want to go home. <laughs> Too much pressure. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But I'm always like that. I'll be like that at the weekends. Woo, I don't want to be here. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I went to Commonwealth Games again in 2006 in um, Melbourne. Melbourne. I was there. Yeah. Did you say go cat? No, because I didn't go to triathlon. Let's not talk about it, John. <laughs> hey, but I mean, a lot of your, you know, in terms of the results I've seen of you prior to maybe this year, last year, a lot of it seemed to be duathlon focused. Yeah. Um, was that sort of a switch you made and, and then you've come back to triathlon? Not really. I think a lot of people assume that when you're a duathlete that you don't ever swim. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's something that you struggle with. And, okay, my swimming's never been brilliant, but it's never been completely pathetic. And I've done, you know, I've been top ten in a couple of World Cups, you mm-hmm. know, um, back in on the run-up to the qualification for um, Melbourne and just never being consistent enough to hit that second pack. Mm-hmm. And eventually it just got to the stage where I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm slogging my guts out and I'm not making the second pack. Or if I am, you know, it's once every third race. And it was just getting, it was getting depressing. And if you've chosen to, to spend a lot of time and energy into trying to achieve something and it's not happening and it's making your mental state <laughs> pretty miserable, I, I had a choice to make. And that choice was, you know, either stop trying to be a professional athlete or play to your strengths and... Mm-hmm. Over the past few years, I've kind of gone for the 70.3 and done that. And at the same time, you know, I've always done duathlon. Particularly, I think, when I started in New Zealand. Because it's, you know, you've got, it's a bit like the UK. The weather isn't fantastic the mm. whole year round. So it gives you an, an outlet, you know, on that yeah. off-season. And I just so happened that I turned out to be all right at duathlon. And I enjoy it. And it's good training. And I don't see any reason to... To not do it. So how have you found going from you know, Olympic distance and, and duathlon to 70.3? I prefer it. You do? I think, well, because I think the whole swim in the Olympic distance is it's quite fraught. It's quite full of aggression. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not, you know, it settles down in the yeah. Ironman and also in the half because... People pretty much know that the swim does not make or break this race. Yeah. To you know, to a large extent, yes, you know, people can get a fair ways ahead, but it comes down to, you know, the the combination of all three disciplines. Whereas I think in the ITU racing, it has come down to all three disciplines now. But if you're a good swimmer, then you know, you've got a far greater chance. Because it all, it all depends on being in the pack on the bike. It's a swim run, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And here it doesn't because you've got a chance to play to your strengths. So, so. Th- this year, correct me if I'm wrong, it was your first um, stepping up to the 
long distance to, to Ironman um, yeah. with, with, with Challenge Road. And uh, it was a pretty impressive debut. I think, did you have the fastest run split? No, no, the fastest overall female debut in history. Yeah, very solid. Um, what did you end up doing? You end up doing... 8.48.11. Nice. Is that fast in you, John? <laughs> we went there the year before. No, no, you beat me oh, as well. The conditions were terrible. Yeah. yeah, apparently the men had a worse time the year before because, you know, apparently you're all really, really, really skinny and you can't handle it. It doesn't apply cold. to me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to 8.51. But I, but I think, you know, calculating the weather. He actually smashed you. My, my, my <laughs> own personal headwind. Yeah, there we go. We're glad, I went 905 and I think I beat you too. <laughs> we sorted all that out. Um, but I mean, how was it for you? Yeah, but you didn't it? walk 10 minutes on the run, did you? Oh, were you doing the walk run? I was doing the puke walk shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was running the whole way. So, so, so how was it going for Ironman? I really enjoyed, like, I, I quite enjoyed the swim. I was quite nervous about the swim, and I, I did end up in what I thought was no man's land until I turned around on the swim exit, and I had created a pack of people following me, which, oh, really? well, no, it was funny. I thought, I was like, more fool them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bad move, guys. <laughs> and well, it just so happened, I came out of the water with Belinda, and then she was she was fantastic. I kind of thought, right, okay, this girl knows what she's doing. She's, yeah. she's done a couple of these. And then I thought, well, if I can stick anywhere near Belinda for this whole bike ride, then I'm going to be fine. And then the whole time, like, she and I were back and forward, and then we caught Rebecca Keat up. And then one stage we had, like, three Jaff Busters between mm. three of us. But the whole bike race, I don't know if you found the whole bike race there was really interesting. Yeah. Because you're always doing something. and yeah. then returning or people. Or... And on the second lap, there's so many people. Yeah. And you can't, you can't afford not to be concentrating. Mm. And at the same time, most of the people you're coming across on the second lap are significantly slower. Mm. So you get a mental boost from picking off the next person. Yeah. <laughs> so you just kind of keep going, bing, bing, bing. Mm. So that, I mean, that was great, but it's going to be really different here. You don't have the benefit of catching people on that second lap. Mm. Yeah. And, and how, you know, how long have you been in Kona for? Since last Monday. Okay. And um, I guess, you know, one of the big differences between Kona and here is, is the heat. I mean, how, how are you finding it? And have you done any other preparation to get ready for this race in terms of heat? I had a couple of hot baths. Nice. No. <laughs> nice. Uh, not, not really. Um, I was over, where, where was I? Well, I was in Calgary at the 70.3 there, and I thought it would be nice and warm in Calgary, but they were having a really bad summer. And it actually was about five degrees. Raining. Yes! So, oh, oh, I've been waiting for this all day. I might have to run up and down in a second. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. So you're, you're in Calgary? Not yeah, too warm. so it wasn't very warm, but then I went to, I did Timberman, and it was hot and humid and pretty mm-hmm. nasty. Um, and I did St. Croix at the beginning of the season. You know, I, I'm always the same. I don't enjoy being in the heat. I don't like sweating like I am now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the feeling of being sticky and so, uncomfortable. So, so in that case, does this race worry you? Oh yeah, it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, not the actual race, because I know I've done a, an Ironman now. You know, yeah. I've got that under you my belt. You know you can do it. I know I can do it, even though at the time I was thinking, oh gosh. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's the intensity of the heat and the environmental conditions that I'm more wary about. But then they are the same for everyone. Yeah. Come race day, so... And so you've been training here for the last couple of weeks. How are you finding the training here then? Um, to to be honest, it could have been it could have been a lot better. I I got um, a chest infection last week. Yeah. Um, I got plain lurgy. 
So I spent most of last week taking antibiotics and hanging about here feeling miserable for myself. No, just miserable. (laughs) So I didn't get as much training as I I would have liked to have done. But at the same time, I've been here and I've been in the heat and that's got to have helped a little bit. Good tapering. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what my coach said. You know, if anything, I'd have... If I'd have been totally healthy, I would have probably come here and smacked myself for a week. Yeah. And maybe it's been the best. Mm. So, so what's your approach for said day, you know, going into the race? Um, pretty much be in the right place in the swim. Yeah. I've learned a lot about that this, this season. If you're in the right place in the swim, it's great. If you choose the wrong place, then it's purgatory. You mean from when you start? Yeah. Okay, so you've got to find the right feet pretty yeah, much. Yeah, i got to find the, uh, I got to find the right. So have you identified some people? Or, yes, okay. I've just been looking at the numbers yeah <laughs> although it's always really hard you know and especially you've done rope you get yeah. in there and I, I remember just thinking how are you supposed to find anyone in here it's like a yeah. needle in a haystack yeah and it'll be pretty much it won't be as bad on Saturday because it's just the, the pro men and the pro yeah. women and then yeah just stick to my own race plan get out there on the bike bike at the wattage I know that I can sustain and then so you obviously a pretty strong cyclist reasonably strong you know yeah, well, you can sit with Belinda right yeah. she's pretty good yeah. And then, you know, just hope that the running legs are well attached on the day. And what do you see yourself, what's a good split for you in the marathon? I've only ever done one marathon. Yeah, oh, I guess it's yeah. hard to know. I did 3.03 in rope. And you walked 10 minutes. stopping and so. Jeez, what the hell did you ride? Um, 48, 4.48. Yeah. 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 It let you down, John, wasn't it? That's all right. <laughs> That's where I lost it. <laughs> um... What else, Bevan? Okay, big questions. So you're new to this. Is this something you want to do for a long time? Are you enjoying the Ironman experience? Or do you think maybe, because, you know, nowadays you can make more money just being a 70.3 athlete. Can you? Know. you? Well, probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless you did really well at this one race, you know, you could probably win seven or eight 70.3s a year, couldn't you? Or maybe six, seven. You know, and then, whereas an Ironman, you can probably only do two or three. Mm. Like, where do you really see your path heading forward for the future? Well, I think, I think a lot of that, yeah, you can only do two, three Ironman, but then if you've got, you know, people obviously make a living from it. I'd like to know how, because to, yeah. me, to be honest, like, um, I rely a lot on my husband being out there with a permanent full-time job. Yep. Because I have <laughs> very little in the way of cash coming in from sponsors. Yeah. And I reinvest any prize money into getting to the next race. Yeah. So... You know, I don't, from where I'm sitting now, I don't see it being a sustainable long-term mm. future. But, like I say, I've got the benefit of someone who's out there in a full-time job and paying the mortgage. Yep. Um, do I feel guilty about that? Well, occasionally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I'd, I mean, I'd love to be making a living from it and having, you know, you know, a lot more endorsements and things like that. But that's not the reason you do this for it. I do it for the, I would like to say, enjoyment. <laughs> Yeah. I do it because I'm so bloody minded that I want to. Yeah, I want to know how far I can get. Yeah. And that's what drives me on, and I'll probably still will keep going until. I mean, as Christy said it as well, and I've asked her, you know, when do you stop? Yep. And you stop when you think that you've reached your potential, and that's the whole reason up until now that I've never stopped. Yep. Even though at the end of every season I say, <coughs> I'm not doing that again. How do you look at the competition? Um, you know, I look. Oh, God. <laughs> I know exactly how yeah. that feels. You know, there are so so many strong women out there, um, particularly in this year this year in this race and I know on a good day I can, you know, have a good run for my money with any of them and I'm just gonna concentrate on my race and try not get too 
involved in other people's races, especially this first time out. Yeah. Because I think you can, it's in these environmental conditions, if you play someone else's game, it's a really high-risk strategy. Yeah. And I think you've just got to be mindful of what you need to do yourself. Yeah. Well, ultimate, err on the side of caution. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate day, like, you know, let's say you had your ultimate day, what do you think? Kind of, like, do you have a goal for placement? Like, would you love to get I top would three? Lo- or? I'd love to be in the top ten. Top ten, yeah. okay. So for now you see it as top ten as the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top ten, and then, you know, on a good day, I reckon top five's a doer. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, it's just a mystery, really, isn't it? So then moving forward from this race, what's the rest of the plan maybe for the next kind of eight, nine months? I'm going to get fat for a while. Oh, really? So you have time off? Yeah, you're oh, looking, yeah. Just watch what you, you know, you're looking, you're looking. I am feeling a bit careful right here. Now. John, what are you going to say? <laughs> no, girls. No. Just, you're a beer drinker? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not back to you. Cold or warm? What do you say? You've got a beer gun or something? <laughs> <laughs> Ginormous beer gun. <laughs> Oh, no. Have you been hanging out on that cruise ship? White, <laughs> You've been hanging out on that cruise ship. White belly. <laughs> <laughs> so you use a coach? Yes, I do. And who are you using? Um, there's a guy called Phil Skiba. He's based in uh, New Jersey. And I've, I've, um, I get my program from him every two weeks, and then everything I do gets sent back to him. It's all very... All the toys, like the yep. Garmin, and everything gets downloaded. And so do you like that yourself, or is it more that he loves it? <laughs> well, he loves it, and it's the only way, I think... Because I don't see him, obviously, yep. on a regular basis. It's the, the only way we can really communicate. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind it. I do so much training by myself that it's actually quite nice to have. So you, so you don't have many training partners? No. Oh, why is that just where you well, are? They just don't exist. Oh. <laughs> In some respects. Like, I swim, I swim with a master's group. I usually do my own sessions. And the same master's group also swims with a kid's group. So I have people around me in the water. Yeah. Um, I do most of my running by myself. Um, and again, likewise, cycling. What are you doing a long ride for entertainment? I speak to the sheep and the cows. Really? So you like self-talk? <laughs> and, and animal talk? Hello, Mr. Cow. <laughs> yeah, just... No, my, my husband, actually, he's um, a reasonably good cyclist. Yeah. Um, and he can do most of my training rides. Okay. And if we do intervals, I'll do the intervals, and sometimes he'll... And play along. Yeah, hang on, dear life. Yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. Sometimes he just sucks wheel on the back, but he's had a sore back for the past couple of months, so we haven't been able to go cycling together, uh, which has been a bit, a bit depressing. And you, you said before you the experience before the race for you is a really a good experience. Tell us about that, and tell us how you get through that, so you actually get on the sideline. It's like, you know, the more races you do, the, the I wouldn't say the easier it becomes, but it just becomes routine. Just, yeah. You know, this is the whole reason you train, yeah. is to go out on a, a day and, and But you get yourself. quite emotional before the race or quite um, nervous? Or? I probably, yeah, I get reasonably nervous, but, you know, it's it's going through the motions. Everyone goes through the same thing and yeah. you've just got to, they call it like talking to the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Acknowledge it and move on. Yeah. Because everyone's I, going through the same. I think about our sport, the nice thing about our sport is, you get a long time to do the race. Whereas imagine if you're like a 100-metre sprinter, you get nervous in that moment when the gun goes, oh, and you, you let your race go, you know. That's Whereas it. in like an Ironman, oh, and then you go, okay, now I'm in my arms over, you know, and you get into your mm. day. And that's the important thing about this whole race, you know. If any one component's not the way you want it to be, then, you know, there are mm. other components that might be stronger. And you've got time to adjust to. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And oh. you can only control your own race. You know? do, you, do you keep an interest on what the men are doing? As in, rate their race. <laughs> to have a good look. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, not really. I mean, I'm so new to the the whole Ironman sport that I mean, I I'm only getting a feel for who most of the women are. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the men. Yeah. But we were on the podium at Rote, and we did we did all comment that it was a pretty good looking podium. <laughs> 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 we were at the John Morevan. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, ooh, look at that uh, He's cute. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So, and, and coming into the sport now. You know, being all new to it, are there funny things about Ironman in comparison to Olympic distance? You know, oh, I'm thinking, I don't what are know. things are you noticing? I think this whole—I mean, I, I'm trying not to—I'm laughing at myself, but like this whole Ali drive, Sometimes. like <laughs> speedos and compression socks. This yeah. is like yeah. these people are nuts. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we 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 did our homage last night, Karen and I. We were dressing up in our pants and compression socks, and we had to go down there, and we were knocking on the windows. It's a, a Kiwi guy. Yeah. It's big, um, he looks this massive big Maori guy, and we're yeah. like, excuse me, don't say anything, but can you take your picture, please? <laughs> and we're standing there in our pants and our compression socks. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So you will race in compression socks? No, I won't. No, I, <laughs> I, I think, I know that there are, most of them are white, but they still cover such a large area and it's yeah. it's warm yeah like i've been yeah. wearing them at home a few times to run because my achilles have been sore and i've been trying to see if they've helped that and even at home when i've been wearing them i've been thinking oh my legs are awful toasty yeah really so here that i think they must just add so it cost to, benefits not worth it yeah i don't know because yeah. where does how, how do you get you know the prime function of sweating is so that you know the water evaporates yeah. on your skin and if you're catching it down to the expo, and I bet you they'll have 20 comebacks at you. Yeah. This, 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 no, don't this. get me wrong, I wear them afterwards, yeah. and I wear them from travelling. Yeah. Because I get horrendous cankles. Yes, I do. Are you having the experience? You know, like, you, can, you know, this is, this, is, this is it for a triathlon, you know? This I know, is, I am having the experience. Is... I'm, a bit wo- I'm a bit worried that I'm so relaxed right now, and I'm like, whoa, this is fun. Yeah. Oh, hopefully I'll just, yeah. you know, sail into race day. And, you know, because I have so few, expe- well, I have high expectations of myself, but I also know that this is the first time I've been here. And yep. So you're not going to beat yourself up about it? No, if the race goes well, then that's fantastic. And if it doesn't go well and, you know, things go wrong, then it's also been an experience. And I know that's, that's you know, that's very philosophical talk right now. I'm sure if it doesn't go well, then I'll be absolutely gutted. and I'll, yeah. I'll be really disappointed and obviously feel like I've let so many people down. But you're like that in every race. So you, so you do see this as the beginning of your long-term plan? Yeah, hopefully. You know, if I go out there and have a good one, people might start to take notice and say, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. who is this Cat Morrison? Yeah. Because <laughs> they might be trying to say your whole name because they're yeah. going, oh. <laughs> when you're running along here, you might see the IM Talk sign just down the down the road there. It's going to be up outside our... Tomorrow. Tomorrow? No, it's going to be up tonight. Really? It'll be out, it'll be out there on uh, Saturday as well, so... We'll be cheering. Go Cass. Yep. And uh, all the best for the race. Thank you. And what was your uh, website address? Uh, catmorrison.com. All those potential sponsors out there. Yeah. That's where you need to log on. Get on. Get on. <laughs> awesome. Thank cool. you Good luck on Saturday. Kick ass. Thank you. <laughs> We're hoping to have Hillary on, but we haven't actually heard back from her, so we, this, we may get her in at some stage. Depends if she calls us or not. But... Oh, excuse me, if not... Excuse me. <laughs> Birthing on the show. <laughs> that was the coke. <laughs> so, but we did get some other interviews, and we got an interview with a challenge athlete. Uh, we got an interview with, uh, I think it was David Bailey. Um, really good story. I didn't actually know much, too much about him, and then when he started uh, telling us the story, it was pretty, pretty impressive, so you'll hear that in a moment. Imagine being to the point when you can't actually... 
Like he, was, he talks about how basically at one stage all he could do was lie down mm. and he couldn't even get up. Imagine mm. that. Oh, it'd be tricky. Very oh. tricky. And it'd just be oh, just mentally debilitating. just eat you up, I think, oh, and, 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 as it did with him. So yeah. um, that's a good story. And, uh, you met Scott Tinley's wife? It's Virginia Tinley. So she basically runs the Challenge Athletes Foundation and, and was one of the founders of it. So tells us, you know, a bit more about that and then we, we were down at the expo and we also talked to Desiree Ficker down there yep so we'll put those interviews on first and then we'll just have the random crap we've heard throughout the day as well yep some boat stuff with Guy trying to get the banner down yeah which was here highly entertaining here comes the entertaining stuff okay, here's the entertaining stuff just did John what did we just do we just lied we didn't deliberately lie it's not like a, like a lie a malicious lie we we just didn't know the truth and you know what the truth is John enlighten me it's actually Hillary next. She just rang us in. Oh, okay. So we actually got Hillary on. Then, so. Hil- Hillary's on. Yeah, so here's Hillary right now. We've got uh, the lovely friend of the show. Because I often get emails from people saying, Oh, Hillary says, Oh, you should listen to my I Am Talk. So we love you for that, Hillary. Hillary Biscay, how you going, mate? Good, thank you. Come Thanks for having me. It's all snuggling here. Yeah. Uh, it's all sandwich time. <laughs> yeah, it's the sandwich time. So, uh, no, 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 no. we're obviously in Hawaii. We want to talk about the Hawaii Iron Man. First of all, what do you think of our room? It's quite tidy, isn't it? Uh, it's Bevan, wow. It's Bevan's, Bevan's area. It's worse than my room, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah hey. <laughs> hey, um, you raced Challenge Barcelona, Barcelona uh, last weekend. Um, tell us about that race and how it was for you and, and an event. You know, it was for a first year event, it was, it was great. Um, really well done. I mean, first year Iron Distance race, and I think there were something like 1,900 participants. Jeez. Yeah, it was huge. Um, really? Do they do, they do teams? Or? Yeah, they did have some teams. So I think that includes the teams. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they had a, they had over an hour of wave starts really? um, just to ensure a fair race because it was a fairly flat three-loop bike course. Oh, that's and good um, it was awesome. I mean, even the pro women, we didn't even start pro men and women together. It was just really? women, two minutes behind the men. And all day. How did you find it? Uh, you know, like, I love it because I, well, no, actually, because I tend to be quite weak at the start and I have freakouts. And so when you start just pro women, you don't yeah. get pummeled. <laughs> so I love that. Um, Which is a fair call, isn't it? Because for someone like you, who's a good swimmer, you know, you could probably stay off the top guys, or, or at least some of the top guys, mm-hmm. to a point. You know, in, in, in a guy field, there's a bit more aggression, isn't there? Yeah. And whereas if it's just the females, there's probably a little bit of aggro, but it's not the same, is it? Yeah, and just and just more more numbers. I mean, there were about, like, 70 pros. Oh, really? Um, yeah, all together. But the women's start wasn't, wasn't too... Wasn't too crazy, and, and it was awesome because I got passed maybe all day on the bike by four age group men, yep. so they didn't really get in the, in the way of our race, which is quite yeah. refreshing. Nice. Um, and, oh, so how'd your race go? My race was was um, actually it was it was quite good, except for my run. Um, I had probably my best ever swim bike combination, yep. um, and f- broke five hours for the first time on the bike. Wow, so that was nice. very exciting to see yeah. a four in my bike split. Nice. Um, and I came off two minutes behind this Belgian girl who eventually won. Um, but I had my eye on her because she had won Antwerp 70.3 and biked with Belinda. Yeah. And so I knew she was a gun on the bike. And to, so to come off the bike, like just two minutes behind her, I was pretty fired up. Yeah. I then proceeded to run up and down on the spot for three hours and 34 minutes oh, and end up third. Yeah. Um, but all in all, um, given the breakthrough on the bike and being on a podium, like I'll take it. Positive race. Uh, yeah. we, we know that when they had the 70.3 there, they had a lot of um, drafting issues. I mean, on a flat course, you're going to get drafting Right. Was it really bad, or was it just was it acceptable? Do you think on the day? Yeah, no. I mean, I think that um, the reason they did the wave starts and they also actually changed the course a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it really 
remedied the issue. I mean, I understand that the women's pro race um, in the in the half was was quite shocking um, in terms of that. And so for us, the situation was I would say 100% remedied. For the age group men, yes, there was there was some closeness, but. It was nothing even on a level of what you'll see out here in Kona tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's I, all I, relative. I don't know about Challenger, like the way Challenge will adapt the rules to the field. Mm. Whereas at this stage, WTC are really just doing, you know what, this is what we do and mm. we'll do it in every race. And they maybe need to, WTC could probably learn a little bit from Challenge in this way. Absolutely. It's called complacency, right? I mean, yeah. the Challenge peeps are, despite the fact that they have already 1,900 people in this race and it's sold out and whatever. They will. They're always striving to take things to the next level, um, and just always, how can we make it better for the next time? And it's mm. just, it's awesome. Mm. So you're not racing here in Kona. Um, was yeah. that a, d- a decision in terms of financial? You thought you'd make more money elsewhere, or, or what was your reasoning behind that? Yeah, I mean, pretty simply, that was most of it. I qualified in Wisconsin, which was actually before last year's Hawaii race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then that was my second attempt here as a pro. It was my ninth Ironman of the year. And the year before, I had raced it as my eighth Ironman of the year because I really didn't want to give into the hype, which is, you know, everyone's saying, oh, Kona is different. It's, it's different than every other Ironman. And I said, sure, everyone's just being head cases. That's not true. Yep. But in fact, in the pro race, um, it is different. I find that I often go into these races tired when I'm racing as much as I do. And that means that I don't feel so great for the first probably four hours of the race, but I can come good in the end and end up in the top three or the top five. Here, because you have this like much, you have this critical mass of very strong women that you don't have at any other Ironman on the circuit. Yep. Um, the group dynamic comes into play a lot more, and if you're not in, if you're not on in the first two hours of the bike, it's, over. it's all over Red Rover. So I learned that I can't really come back here and try to try to race the way I want to unless I'm going to do three or four in a year. So I, um, um, we get the questions in, you know, uh, oh, hey, I'm doing I'm doing this Ironman, I'm backing up again, you know, four or five weeks later. These are age group athletes. Well, how do you, how do you do it? Um, do you yeah, sort of train? Yeah, nutbar. Yeah, nutbar. <laughs> do, do, do you train through events? And, and maybe what advice do you give to age groupers who have maybe not been backing up next weekend, but backing up within, say, a month to six weeks? Yeah, okay. Um, well, it definitely is about... It's, a, it's a, for me a two-part thing. One is about the, the level of fitness that you have going in. I mean, I, I, I did find that I just have to be overall like a heck of a lot more fit than I would have to be if I was just trying to do one Ironman. Um, the second bit is that for that first Ironman, I can only really afford to rest about three days. Right. Um, and because I find if I do like if I were to do a two-week taper race and then I'm recovering for another few days by the end of that three-week period I'm unfit Mm -hmm. so whereas if I just race rest like three days race recover a few days you know active recovery then I can sort of absorb that first race and use it to like build my fitness for the second race yeah And, and so do you listen to your taper leading into that race the first race do I three days? Listen, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Three, just, three it'll taper. be just about three days. Yeah. And when you do that taper, do you do anything, or is it? Like- yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. But those three days look like you know, um, probably a total of two hours training, three days out, nothing, two days out, and you know. Two hours training day before race, oh, so you should something like that. Yeah. So the big question, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, Hillary, is that you know you're doing you you, you do a shitload of races, and you you you're podium pretty much every race you enter. 
But do you think you could be more successful by doing racing less? Is like, like, do you kind of want to do that with yourself, or do you just love to race and you think as a career you're going to make your money doing this, or that's how you roll? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that if I really felt like I was sacrificing something, I mean, like I said, I think that in Hawaii it is a different game, and, yeah. I, and I do think I understand that I'm sacrificing something there. I can't really do it the way that I race now. Yeah. And the other races, I mean... You know, I won my finally won my first Ironman last yeah, I was year. Yeah, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was my eighth one of the year, and I had raced an Ironman the weekend before. Yeah, and that was definitely one of the best races that I've had. So, so I, I don't. I mean, I don't think that I'm really giving anything up. Um, because right, yeah. because otherwise I'd be winning my first or second Ironman of the year and yep. not having just backed up. I mean, for me, especially mentally, I think it works best for me not to have like all my eggs in one basket and so much pressure on one race. Yep. Um, and when, when you're planning your season, uh, you know, you're obviously, you know, the Northern Hemisphere summer season, are you just trying to be fit all season or do you, I mean, obviously off season, yeah, maybe do you work on or do you just try to be fit and, and sustain a good, strong level of fitness all the way through or do you have a different plans? I think that, um, for the most part, the way I've raced the last four years, the intention has to been has been to be fit all season. Um, the way that it has actually worked out most of like for the last three seasons is that I've started out actually quite unfit for the first three four months of the season, and um, just because of some like minor injuries. And last year, I actually did take an off season for the first time. So because of all those factors despite intending to be like in super form for say Wanaka in January um I've been overweight and not that fit for the first part of the year and I've realized that it probably has actually benefited me as I tend to get stronger as the season goes on have my best best races August September time frame yeah and there's probably a reason for that so come see come next year and in, in the following years I'm, I think I'm not going to put so much pressure on myself mentally to think that I need to be fed in January because it's probably not the best idea what do you do what do you do to look after yourself you know because you do do are you a big trainer as well do you do big volume in training yeah yeah okay so so you're a big (laughs) exerciser right and and you know in this sport we the general public or the general kind of standard is pretty big but you seem to be at the excessive end of that you must be also living close to the edge of that injury or burnout phase. So what do you do to make sure that you're not, you know, because you don't tend to get injured in big mm. ways. And, and I'm, you know, just from when I ever see you, you always seem up. So how do you kind of avoid that, that going to that point where you're going over the edge? Mm. I think that I, um, well, first of all, I, I, if you, probably if you line me up next to, next to girls that A, run a lot faster than I do, but B, also are often quite injured. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, just my body type. It's a nice towel you're using. It, <laughs> That's disgusting. You seriously just did that. Yeah, you just wiped Spivens. We're sweating in here. It's, it's, a, it's so hot. It's a pretty hot. Poor Hillary. She's sitting between two sweaty, stinky guys. Yeah. So I've used the pillow to dry myself. That's oh disgusting. God. Hotel pillow. Focus, Hotel Hillary, focus. Pillow. I know it's hard work. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I think that I have a quite a sturdy body type. I mean, I... Because I I eat well. I mean, I, I recover. So you're quite strict on I'm diet? I'm focused on... Well, I'm just focused on making... I mean, I just... I'm not sitting here starving myself so that I can Lose weigh two pounds yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And I think that that really, really helps with recovery, with staying strong, with not getting stress fractures and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't make your body too weak? No. Yeah. And I think I think that's, that's huge. So for me, that's probably... And the, do you do anything ticket. in particular in your downtime to have to rest? 
yoga, Pilates. No, I don't do any of that stuff. However, I have just very recently in the last month started working with um with a trainer because my body is quite imbalanced and and after like years and years of a lot a lot of miles it's really starting to um to sort of rear its ugly head so i'm now gonna like focus a a bit on some strengthening exercises and that kind of stuff which i've neglected the dreaded gym hey um (laughs) this this season probably been a little bit different for you you know you've been with team bb in the past and then you've, you've left there how, how has that changed things? Are you self-trained athlete now? What are you sort of doing in terms of um, you know, planning and coaching, etc., or are you just doing your own thing? I do have a coach, um, an American guy named Brent Lorenzen, who actually is a doctor. Um, he was... He used to be an uh, Ironman guy? He was, yeah. He was yeah, quite he a good age grouper. Nice work, John. Mm-hmm. We used to come to New Zealand once or twice. And he was yeah. sort of like a... Top 10 yeah, New Zealand, yeah, yeah, like yeah, once, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. He went eight-something there. Yeah. yeah. Quite similar to you, as in your level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. guys are probably pretty close. I think it was like yeah. 05 or something yeah, he was yeah, there. Yeah. 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 So he was... That was, that was good work, mate. <laughs> sharp. I'm impressed. He was a very good age grouper and then, yeah, turned pro while he was in medical school. So kind of... And now he's a doctor, but as an age grouper was coached by Brett Sutton just yeah. online and actually visited the training camps a couple times. So I was quite familiar with Brett's training philosophies and um, I actually dated Brent for like three years back when I was yeah, I first doing well. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. So you remember the gossip section okay. as well, didn't you? <laughs> Love your work, John. Back in the day, he was my boyfriend when I was first, first racing and um, we've been close friends forever. So he knows me as an athlete. He knows how I trained. And, um, That's how you kiss too. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> anyway... So, um, so yeah, it's just it's perfect, um, except for the fact that it's not in person, which which yeah. is a big adjustment. So, it's, and you miss that personal contact? Absolutely, you really do. The personal contact and the, and the training squad. I mean, they're just it's both. It's it's huge. Yeah, yeah. So, and this this is a, as good as it gets for me without having you know a built-in coach and training squad. And so, your partner's racing this weekend. What are you thinking about the race this weekend? I'm so so excited. I think I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Really? Um, holy cow! Yeah, I'm. It's going to be awesome to watch tomorrow. Really? And so we got on the men's side of things. You know, a lot of people are picking Crowy. Um, mm. Any picks? Got mm. any? Any? Uh, you know, any people we should keep an eye on? Inside baseball, you know. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna pick Crowy as well. Yeah. But um, I will also um, pick uh, Timo Brocht for the top three. He's oh really? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Oh, I didn't pick him my top five. You yeah. got him around earlier, mate, and helped me mm, out in this one. He's no joke. Why is that? You just think he's pretty sharp? You know, he's on Mikey's team, yeah. and um, and so I've gotten to to know him a little bit over the past um, several months. And, I mean, I literally have I've known a lot of pros in my day, and I have never seen someone so completely meticulous about their pre- preparation. Really? I mean, the guy is just fanatical um does he know where the draft boxes are the draft stops well yeah hopefully he does hopefully he does <laughs> yeah that was that was a bit strange last year i'm not gonna lie yeah. um but, but yeah he's pretty sharp he's no joke he's ready to rock box. he has ticked every box 10 times over well you got a bit of inside baseball what about norman how's he looking i mean i think that norman i think norman's gonna bike well yep Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good answer there, Harris. Nice. Um, <laughs> I don't think he will. I think he's going to be a shit How, How's the German coming along? Um, my German. The is, is it I love you? Yeah. <laughs> is, that one, is it? Because yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, take that one home. Danke. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know about five words, despite the fact that I live there for the summer. And thankfully, my boyfriend's English is coming along quite well. Mm, nice. What about what about the girl <laughs> side of things? First of all, we've got this, this, this yeah. god thing called Hillary. I mean, not Hillary called. She's um, got. She's got. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but Chrissy, you know, Chrissy. First of all, 
Does it, does it kind of ruin the game? You know, I think that perhaps it has for the last couple of years, but I think things are going to change tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, I, here we go. <laughs> so why? I think things are going to... I'm not saying Chrissy's going to lose, because yeah. to be honest, I think she's still going to win. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a lot more exciting than it has been in the past couple of years. Why? Because I think she's not the fastest runner out there. I think there are two... I think there, there might even be three... There could even be as many as four girls who will run faster than she will. Um... I think there will be at least two girls who will. And I think that... Do you want to name names? Um, yeah, I think... Here's who I think has potential to run faster than her. Miranda Carfrey. Yep. Katrina Morrison. She's sick. She's not going to do She's sick? Yeah. Stop. We, I saw her like two days ago. She shouldn't be spending too much gossip before the race. Yeah, John... But this is you, going out tomorrow, though, isn't it? So. No, it's going out in the middle of the air. The pros won't be listening to it tonight. Yeah. She wasn't that sick. She just coughed a couple times when we interviewed her. Okay. She's not that sick. Oh, interesting. Yeah. She because look, she ran what three hours and wrote, and she had like six bathroom stops. Yeah, and if I mean, I was there watching, and I saw her running shoulder to shoulder with Beck Keat in the first half, and she looked incredible. Really, um, and she's shown that she, despite the fact that she's you know from the UK, she has shown that she can race in the heat in Saint Croix and that kind of thing. So, um, so we have Kat Morrison, we have Rebecca Keat, um, who outsplitted Chrissy on the run and wrote. Um, we have Sandra Rollenhorst, um, and. One more. Everyone possibly. No, I, I, no, I don't think that she'll outrun Chrissy. Um, oh, and Miranda Carfrey could potentially outrun Chrissy. Yeah, yeah. It's a big unknown. She's never done a marathon. We don't know, but she's just shown to be no joke over over twenty one k's. So she's, she's done like an hour nineteen or something. Yeah, yeah, you can only read too much into that. Exactly. Course, courses are just. 20k, 21k. But, I she, but I hope that one was but she's, she's yeah. posted splits <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that so many yeah. times. Yeah, she's fast. Um, yeah. And and to add to that. Um, Chrissy is not going to have it all her own way on the bike. I mean, I think that we can expect to see Teresa Macell leading the bike for up to three quarters, if not the whole thing. Really? Yeah. So the bike is going to – and look, obviously Chrissy can run 15, 20 minutes, and Teresa, she's not going to be yeah. a factor for the, for the win. But it but, changes the whole thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be – and I think mentally it's going to be a different game for Chrissy tomorrow as well. Because the thing is, I'm looking at the women's field, and we've seen the pros, and it's like no one's putting their hand up saying, you know what, I can take her. You know what I mean? Maybe deep down they're just playing a safe game and all the rest of it. But you kind of just think, like, we're at the media conference the other day, and Chrissy just laid smack down. Eh? She Did was she? Like, what did she say? Well, just not in a way like you guys are shit, but kind of like, you know what? I'm just really good at the moment. Yeah. I'm faster, <laughs> I'm stronger, all yeah. my times are better. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and it was, it was too intimidating, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. if not, it would have intimidated. And it just no one, it just didn't get the feeling... Of the girls who were there, that anyone was going, yeah, well, you know what, I can take you on. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's just because no one's willing to put their hand up because they might look like a dick at the end of the race. Right. But it, you just don't feel that, you know, like, like I was saying that they said on the show, like if Mecca was a chick and he was behind Chrissy, he'd right. still be going, you know what, yes. I, can, I can take you. And maybe it's just because chicks don't play the game it's, so it's much. It's women. I mean, it's, it's a frustrating thing about, about doing this as a job, right? Like, yeah. to compete is... That is our job. Like that's yep. the nature of our job. But at the same time, it's still not socially acceptable for women to be outwardly competitive. Yeah. Like if, she, if, if someone were to put their hand up, people would be like, "Oh, she's a bitch." Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. Isn't and it's it? so frustrating. But so then, you find so you would like to do this make talk? Well, I mean, <laughs> go on. <laughs> look, I mean, I, I wish that we all could because it would actually ease up so many tensions amongst us yep. because there's all this then underlying like cattiness yeah, because yeah. we can't actually stand up and say it because it's like then we'll be a bitch. Yeah. So then we have to be like have this underlying bitchiness which is like totally 
kind you know, of it's, mature, it's, it's the way it works but this is what we're left to is what society has driven us to it's a problem yeah <laughs> and it's society I'm telling we're you doing, uh, we're doing sociology <laughs> when I want to yeah? <laughs> no <laughs> so okay so um, and, and as a spectator tomorrow you're pretty excited about being dead I'm really excited have you, have you, have you watched many races um, you know what whenever there is a, an Ironman Close in the by. vicinity when I, yeah I, this, this summer I watched Frankfurt I watched Rote um what? And okay, yeah, so you, you, you've experienced so much. What are the best races around the world? You know, we get this big race, but John and I had a few races. You know, like, when what are the best races for someone who's done every race ever? To race or to watch? I mean, to like, race. let's to say race. race. Yeah, I mean, look, my two favorite races are Ironman Wisconsin and Challenge Wanaka, which are two really? very different races. But um, yeah, so what, do you, what? What's great about either race? Well, Ironman Wisconsin is the most like spirit and crowd support and all of that that you will find in an Ironman in the U.S. Now, yep. you go to Ironman Germany, you go to Roth, and, and you see the same kind of thing. But we don't get that here. Yep. Um, and in Madison, the town has really, really embraced the Ironman. It's a big college town. And the run course, you're just, like, looping through this huge university. And people are all out at the pubs, yep. packed, like, ten deep on the sidewalk, screaming yep. drunk people like, yep. everywhere. And um, and it's just... It does. Yeah, and, and, I mean, even the bike course, people literally are all over the bike course really? they, they bust the spectators out to ha- like out to the midpoint on the bike course that, that you loop through and um they're having a full-on festival like all right. day during the bike and um yeah i mean it's just and it's a freaking hard hard bike course and yeah it's just it's awesome now wanaka is a much more sort of solitary event but equally challenging and i mean to me that scenery in wanaka is probably like the most beautiful yeah, scenery you'll find yeah. and yeah. to be able to do an ironman where you're running half the run on on trails i mean along that beautiful yeah. like river lake thing yeah. um yeah, i mean it's just so that's a river that goes into the lake yeah it goes okay. fr- out of the lake yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so no, it's the lake Wanaka, and it's a clutha river it's oh. beautiful that's yeah. good time so again, you delivered. That's really like a it's a true Ironman go for your you know 140 point six yeah. miles on your own, but it's just it's awesome. No PBs down there. No PBs. No. Nor in Wisconsin. <laughs> but yeah. Hey mate, well thank you so much for your time today. It's great, and we'll keep a lookout for you for the next year. And uh, is this going to be a record-setting podcast for us? It probably will be the longest ever. Because I wouldn't shut up before Ben was telling oh, me. Oh my god, he's like an old lady. He's been a bit like an old lady on this trip, actually. So I'm going to keep you in line. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. He treats me like he's my mother, but that's okay. Uh, sometimes that's I need to relationship in my life. works. Yeah. <laughs> I know my place, so it's all good. Um, any other quick things before? Any other quick costs before we finish up? What are you doing for Christmas? Putting me on <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to make it the longest. Putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, so I better stop here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Are you moving in with the boyfriend? Indeed we are. Oh, it's next level shit. That does is. he wax or shave? Shave. And does he use facial moisturizer? Yes. Yeah, he's all, he's all about he's it. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. He's all about it. He's a keeper. Righty-ho. Keep on doing right Hillary. Thanks for your time, mate. Love you all week. Thank you. Ah, good old Hillary. Good old Hillary. <laughs> so all the interviews we were talking about before, who were they? CEF guy? CAEF guy? Uh, David Bailey. Yep, and T- Scott Tinley's wife. Virginia Tinley. And our good friend Desiree Ficker. Desiree Ficker, not Flicker, Ficker. No, and we talked to her about that, didn't we? Yes. And also a bit of random crap as well is coming on right now. David. David. Okay, uh, well, we've got with us David. David who? Bailey. And where are you from, David? San Diego, basically. And so this is your first time at the Ironman? No. Been here uh, 
Let's see. My 12th time. Wow. But not to do the race. This is my fourth to actually compete. So you're in a wheelchair. What's the disability that you have at the moment? Right here, mid-chest is yep. a T4 level uh, thoracic. Crashed a motorcycle and, and uh, back in 1987. So prior to that, were you involved in any sort of endurance sports, swimming, biking, or running? I used to race motocross, and uh, that's how I got hurt. So uh, I had a really good year in 1986 in motocross racing, and I uh, got married, came here for the first part of the honeymoon to watch the race. Uh, watched Dave Scott win it, met him after the finish, talked to him for a little while, got hooked, said to my wife, I'm coming back someday, somehow, and try to do this race. Because I had done a couple little triathlons and some running races, and it has stayed very fit for motocross. And then uh, I went home from this event, and about three months later, I got injured, so I figured, well, I guess I won't be doing the Ironman. <laughs> so, uh, then 12 years after that, in 1998, uh, uh, I came over here and did my first one. So, you know, when you're thinking it's, something's not possible, if you stick with it, then it is. So, so, See you tomorrow, Rudy. So, for your day, um, it's, it's, it's probably a little bit different to the junior athlete, you know, because you've got all this kind of equipment and stuff to think about, and also it's all upper body stuff. Take us through your day tomorrow. Well, it's um, a lot of things are kind of personal, you know, depending on the injury level and the different disabilities. So some of it is, you know, stuff we don't really like to talk about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of concerns, yeah. you know, going to the bathroom and, and things like that. But, um, you know, I have things pretty taken care of. Getting into the uh, the water, you just need help getting carried in and help carry it out. And I get into this regular chair here, and then I go and get into my bike myself. And I come in from the bike ride and uh, get into this chair, my regular everyday chair, roll around in. And then another transition into the race chair and then take off. So I'm pretty much the only time I need help is to get carried in and out of the swim. Uh, and, you know, and the rest of the day, shoot, it's going to be hard like it is for everybody. Hot, <laughs> windy, and long. And you know, you've got your Challenged Athletes Foundation t-shirt on. How much of a difference has that made for you in terms of, and, and what's your involvement with them? All the difference, um, because in 1995 or six, right around in there, I was thinking about doing a triathlon, and you know I didn't have that much money at the time, and the bikes are expensive, and you have you, you don't just buy a bike with two wheels. You have to have a race chair with three wheels, and all of them are carbon fiber, and the wheels alone are 800 or 1,000 bucks a piece. Tires are 100 bucks, you know. So it, it starts adding up, and, and the Challenge Athletes Foundation, uh, and Bob Babbin and Virginia Tinley, and uh, they, they've always been supportive, and they, want, they knew that I had um, well, maybe the right form and personality to uh, encourage others. So they, they were nice enough to gamble just a little bit and give me a, a nice little chunk of money to get my equipment to begin with. And then uh, that led to me doing the race in 98, 99, and 2000. After that, I figured, well, that's it. I'm good three times, that's nice, I'll move on and do, try something else on the plate. But uh, I had some big physical problems. Pressure sore, that snowballed into um, three surgeries, weighing only 120 pounds, laying on my stomach for about a year, uh, wasting away. I thought I might die. And a, a couple times, to be very honest with you, I, I kind of wanted to. Yeah. It was awful. And I've been through things before, but this was so much worse. And I figured I'm going to go through all this 
and not get better. When I'm better, if a sever is ending, I'm going to be worse than I was, and then I'm going to get a bill. So uh, I was pretty discouraged, and Carlos Melita had been through a similar thing who I battled with here in 2000 for the win each year, actually. Finally stole one from him that day. <laughs> but uh, he, he had the same problem. He came to visit me once and said, hey, hang in there. It'll be all right. You, you know me. We know, we know what each other are capable of. So hang in there, and it'll be all right. And he was out doing something for the Challenge Athletes Foundation, drove to my house and, and gave me that advice. So that was – when he left, I cried. It's like, that's, that's very cool. You know, there was a time when I didn't really like the guy very much out on the course. But, yeah. but uh, you know, we stick together. The Challenge Athletes Foundation fraternity of people is, is really special. And then um, helping Ricky James last year to come over here in the wheelchair hand cycle division and do the race was pretty cool because uh, the Challenge Athletes Foundation once again helped stepped up to help him do things more easily and then I did some training with him as I was first recovering able to sit up and as I got out there with him I realized maybe I had a little bit more energy left yeah. so uh, he said well if I finish then you got to come back and do this and here I am. Um, Foundation, though, both times stepped up to give me a little bit of money to purchase everything. So this time I was starting from scratch. I didn't have a bike, a chair. I didn't have anything. So it was uh, really expensive to start from there. And, and uh, CAF, they just kicked in and, you know, had a good idea that I'd come back here and make a race of it, and that's what I plan to do. So if, if there are people out there that have got friends, colleagues, family members who have some sort of challenge in their lives, what's the best advice you can give them? I mean, obviously contact Challenge Athletes Foundation, but you know, you, you've come, come from a different perspective. What, what sort of things can people say to encourage them to get into any sort of athletics? Keep going, which is what happens out here in the Ironman. You, you, get, you go through periods of time, the, the age group, the older women and ladies and guys on, uh, you know, there's Scott Riggs right there, I believe. No legs, you know, another guy walking with him. I mean, we're, we're doing this podcast and there they go I mean there's only one leg between the two of those guys <laughs> and uh, you think man how in the world they, they have their tough times we put on a pretty pretty nice smile when we're hey what's going on how are you brother you alright with those yeah it's yeah. good so uh, uh, Greg Welsh yeah. former winner coming by making sure my glasses are to, to my satisfaction so you when you don't have a leg to stand on it's, you can't give up I mean, you could you could give up, yeah. but um, you'd probably be pretty grouchy, and I don't think you'd have very many friends. So you do your best with what you have, and you keep going, and have that faith that somewhere around the next corner, next week, tomorrow, a year from now, somewhere, if I don't give up and I just keep going, then uh, it's going to pan out, and it'll be totally worth it. And this hardship, whatever you're in, will just be something that will have made you stronger and give you a really interesting story to tell to keep on telling other people that, hey, you know, if you're having a hard time, get in line. We all are. We're yeah. all going to have that. You know, everyone's struggling. But when you see people getting through it, then it makes you realize, hey, you know, I thought I had it bad till I saw so-and-so over here. He's really got it bad, and he's kicking ass. So. I need to quit whining and just get out there. With regards to your training, you know, like with you, it's all upper body stuff. How do you manage, first of all, not blowing out your arms? And, and how do you feel after the race? 
You know, I've actually never been that sore after the race. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, just tired. Just yeah. all over tired. It's like real fatigue. Yeah. So, uh, but not any particular muscle. Uh, you know, I use so many of them in the swim. It's a combination of everything. And then uh, the, the biking is a lot of bicep and uh, probably more bicep. And then the chair is more forearm and tricep. So you kind of mix it up a little bit. It's all arms, but yeah. you kind of come at them from different angles, so it's not too bad. And what about the joints? Are the joints? Yeah, elbows. Yeah. You're getting older now, 48 years old. <laughs> I had some issues with my elbow, and I started taking some uh, joint support formula, and that, that helped. It's good now, but yeah. after the race, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We better let you go. We just grabbed you out of the, the um, briefing. So thank you very much for, the time, for your time, and, um, yeah, you're an inspiration to all of us. Awesome. Kick us tomorrow, mate. Thank you guys. Bring it on. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks so much. Here we go. Okay, so I'm sitting here with uh, Virginia Tinley, the wife of Scott Tinley, who won in 19... Here we go. Here's the challenge for you. Oh, this is a big challenge. 80? 19... No, it must have been about 86? I think he won in 80... He won 84, didn't he? Six. I think so. Yeah. Better verify that when we get home. Better verify it. Anyway, he won it twice, didn't he? He won it twice. Maybe in 91 also. Anyway, welcome to the show, Virginia. And well, who cares about Scott anyway? It's about, it's about you, Virginia. <laughs> and you're involved with Challenge Athletes Foundation. What's your sort of role with the foundation? I'm the executive director, and I've been involved since the beginning. We've been around for 16 years. Uh, started as a volunteer effort to help an injured friend, a guy named Jim McLaren who was a blow knee amputee, was breaking all the barriers for amputee athletes, and uh, unfortunately was in a triathlon in Orange County, California, was hit by a car during the bike ride, and was thrown off his bike, broke his neck, and became a quadriplegic. So a group of his friends wanted to do a fundraiser for him. We all knew the sport of triathlon, thought that we'd put on a first-class triathlon in La Jolla, California, goal was to raise $25,000 to buy a specially adapted van for Jim and we surpassed that goal raised almost 50000 and what we didn't know is what a role model he was for other amputee athletes and so a number had come to the event to support Jim and that's when we learned that in fact insurance oftentimes does not cover those very expensive sports prosthetics they're not considered essential Walking legs are usually covered, but um, heck, if a kid or anybody would like to run and is missing a leg, usually they can't afford the running leg because it can be anywhere from fifteen to thirty thousand dollars. And we also met wheelchair athletes and learned that you know, by the time they pay all their medical expenses and everything they have to do to just deal with being in a wheelchair, there's not usually money left over to buy the expensive sports equipment that they would need to be able to enjoy sports again. Things like wheelchair, uh, bas basketball wheelchairs or tennis wheelchairs or uh, racing chairs, hand cycles, monoskis to enjoy uh, snow sports. So we thought, well, this triathlon's a pretty good fundraiser. Maybe we should keep doing it and just put the money towards other athletes and you know, try to help other people uh, get the equipment that they need so that they can enjoy sports. And uh, that's been 16 years, and so far we've helped 4,000 athletes all in all 50 states uh, of the United States and in 25 foreign countries. 
Wow, that's pretty awesome. So what, uh, you know, if, if the people out there listening or watching the coverage on, on Ironman.com, um, what is the ways that they can get involved and um, do you feel you now are becoming a little bit more global or is it still very much an American thing? I mean, I know you did just say you're going to other countries. Well, we um, have a grant process where people with disabilities who reside anywhere in the world, they can submit a, a grant application for a piece of equipment. And the application is online. It can be downloaded from our website, which is challengedathletes.org. And um, once a year, we do a distribution process. Last year, we helped 765 people. Again, um, there was uh, about 20% of them were from 25 different countries. So certainly, that opportunity exists for people no matter where they live. Um, Bevan, have you got a question? Yeah, I have got a question. <laughs> How is it for you? Because, you know, like, one thing I've noticed that, you, that seems to be the case in Kona here is that uh, they, ch the challenge athletes are really included. You know, like, I imagine in their life, maybe at times they have felt a little bit left out because society doesn't really make life easy for them. And, and, and one thing about this experience I've had this week is that they're just walking around, you know, it's just that they're a part of the crew. Is that kind of rewarding for you, noticing how that challenge athlete is just really a part of Ironman and triathlon now? Well, it is rewarding because I've seen the progression over the last 16 years. I think 16 years ago, the public's perception of people with disabilities is a lot different than what it is now. And actually, I think it's even kind of progressed into almost a cool thing. You see companies using challenged athletes in their marketing schemes. Sarah Reinertsen was on a Chrysler commercial. Um, and uh, a lot of these challenge athletes have sponsors and they're being used in, in different corporate marketing things. But uh, I think the sport of triathlon should be particularly proud because they've always included challenged athletes as equals. On the, they've always had the same playing field um, totally integrated into the sport. There's nothing different about what they have to do versus the able-bodied, not separate competitions. So for that reason, triathlon uh, really should be proud of the way they've included people with disabilities and those people that do have physical disabilities have really enjoyed being a part of this because this is a place where they can feel normal. I also imagine that out, you know, the disability, the disabled athletes in their own community, are, as you're saying, are a real huge influence and inspiration to those around them. That, that people who maybe lost a limb or something like that think, wow, if this guy can do this or this girl can do this, you know, what's possible for me? Well, that's what we've heard a lot, and um, something we didn't realize early on. But um, when we help the challenged athletes, we find we're also helping the able-bodied population because we're, we, by helping them, allow them to achieve their goals, they are setting an example that doesn't give the rest of us much reason to feel sorry for ourselves yeah. or to dwell on our own challenges. And it does make you realize that, you know, gosh, maybe I'm holding myself back and, and you can you can do just about anything you put your mind to. Yeah. So if someone wants to support um, CAF, who, who do they, what do you want to do, or how would we go about supporting you guys? Well, certainly um, raising funds is the biggest help. This equipment's very expensive. Last year, we the equipment that we did give away 
totaled $1.3 million. And so we do have an online fundraising program called Race for a Reason. And people can, through that, create their own web page, choose any uh, sporting event that they want to do, and then raise funds in conjunction to achieving their goal of accomplishing, uh, finishing the race, also accomplish the goal of giving back and helping a challenged athlete uh, through asking friends, family, and co-workers to, to support their efforts. Yeah, that's great. What are we doing today? And, I mean, you're also the, the wife of Scott Tinley, who's won the race before. I mean, uh, you must have seen the sport evolve quite a bit from the early days. Um, certainly, I have seen it evolve a lot. Um, but then, in a lot of ways, it's remained the same. I think the spirit of the competitors, uh, the passion for the sport, um, I, I, it has the same vibe and energy um, that it had 25 years ago when he was doing it. So, yes, it's grown and there's more people involved, but uh, it also is a lot the same. Hey, well, th well thanks for your time today. It's been uh, awesome having you on the show, Johnson. Yep, and we're going to be uh, we're going to interview a few more of the athletes, hopefully post race, um, and uh, see how they've got through it. So thank you very much. Keep up the good work because it's really amazing stuff you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Desiree Flicker next to us, and, and I always, always I've always got your name wrong. I've always we used to say Flicker. Yeah, we used to say Flicker. Yeah, it's our incompetence. It's safer that way. Why? Because it gives you one, it takes you one letter away from the bad word. Oh, nice. So you've thought about this, haven't you? <laughs> well, I think that's why people do it. You know, it just makes them feel a little bit safer. Nice, nice. So you're over in Kona this year, but you're not actually racing this year, are you? No, I'm just here with my sponsor, Specialized, and Oakley, and Shram, and hanging out my athlete here, just hanging out and uh, representing. How are you finding being here and not competing? You know, it's very relaxing, I must say. Um, at this point right now, I would my, my nerves would have started to kick in. Um, but instead, I'm sitting here in my bikini. I uh, went for an early swim this morning. And I'm probably just going to play around all day and then maybe go for a run later. You know, it's easy. And so what's the plan next year, though? Be back here racing? Next year I will be back. I lost my mother about six weeks ago, unfortunately. And uh, it was just a long last few months. And I was her her caretaker, so it kind of took me out of the racing scene. And so I'm taking a break right now and just going to rejuvenate for next year and come back and kick some booty next year, hopefully. Do, do you have a race plan for next year? Like, do you already kind of map out your season or are you not even thinking about that? Yeah, I have. I've, I've mapped it out. Um, I'll be out in California, Sunny Point 3, and then Ironman St. George, a bunch of other Sunny Point 3s leading into Hawaii. And we, we noticed um, you, you know, you were giving marathons a good crack then for a, for a while. Um, what was the best time that you got down to and uh, did you keep any swimming and biking going during that period? My best time is uh, 240. Um, I'm actually oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually hoping <laughs> I'm actually hoping to break that next uh, three weeks from now. I'm running New York City Marathon, and um, you know I I do keep up a little bit of swim and bike. I think the I think it's great for recovery. I think with all the miles, it helps uh, you recover from the hard running. So yeah. Well, if you do a 240 in the New York Marathon, what kind of placing will you get in the female field? Uh, if I break, if I go under 240, I mean, I think if I run like a 238, 235, I could get top 10. 
which which would be great. So. And, and is running you want to pursue something you want to pursue a lot more, or do you want to stand a triathlon path? Like you kind of seem to be in two minds yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, the next couple of years I'm are pri- primarily try focused, and then as I get a little bit older, I'll switch back into primarily marathon. This was just. New York was something I decided to do. I knew that I wasn't going to be here back in April racing, so I just decided to do that as a replacement. You know, it's easier. And I had a question in my mind just then. There we go. Um, just, 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 co- just came back. It just caught it back up. You know, the prize money here in Kona. You know, it's it's okay first, and then it goes down ten deep. If you're doing New York Marathon, um, how deep does it go, and what sort of money are you looking at? Uh, you know, the first place is, is very good. Um, top 10 is, I mean, it's decent. I actually don't know what 10th place is. But, um, you know, it's it's comparable to this race, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and you tell us about the sponsor that you're here supporting because, you know, you're sitting... What's it like? What's it like? Do you, do you give me people asking you questions? Because you're kind of known as a pretty girl of the sport, let's be honest. So, <laughs> well, you, you are, you know, you're, you're the pretty girl of the sport. And so... Um, What's it like when you come to these things? Is it that people want to just meet you as, as that, or they actually want to see product? Or oh, you know, I think it's I think it's both. I think um, I mean, people don't ask me a lot of questions about the product, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they usually nice. love the honesty. I know, yeah, they're usually telling me about their friend who has a crush or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's not going to help me out if he's in Washington or wherever he is, you know. But no, it's flattering, and, and people are just so sweet. And so mainly, I'm just here talking to people and. And, you know, I think the fact that if they see me riding the bike, then hopefully it'll encourage them to ride it and, you know, so all that. How do you, how do you handle that whole you're the pretty girl of the sport thing? You know, like it's, it seems to be the, this moment in time you're the best to girl. And how do you, how, what, do you, what do you think about that? And is that something you like or dislike? Well, you know, I mean, of course it's, it's nice to get that attention sometimes, but I think it's also... I want to be taken seriously for yeah, my exactly. racing, yeah. you know, and, I, and my mind and all that other stuff. So, you know, it's sometimes I think it can be a little bit frustrating because people just see you as a certain blonde image and, and they don't really, they automatically assume that maybe you're not as bright or they don't yeah. focus on your results or there's things that come with it. Yeah. And it's not always good, but, you know, then again, it, it is flattering and I think, I mean, looks come and go. So really, I, I am not that caught up in it, and I think I think but, it's. But just... That's also the catch twenty two because I'm sure for sponsorship dollars, you know, that doesn't hurt being known as that person. Right, but that, but again, you don't want to be known as. I don't want to be an Anna Kornikova, yeah. you know, the, the girl who's Never who's anything, but... terrible. And <laughs> sorry, I don't know if she's terrible, but she actually wasn't terrible. But yeah. she had this reputation as she wasn't like you know, a champion. Right, and and I'm not done here you know like I want to I want to actually come back and prove that I can belong here and that I can you know race hard and and you know the looks are whatever let let them let them decide do you actually get guys giving you the number and crap Uh, yes, isn't it? That's a trying to be polite, yes. It's a, oh, yeah, but please don't do it to me. Because <laughs> John just gave you a card. My, my number's on the back. <laughs> no, 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 no. People are very sweet, and it's it's not like that. It's such a PC answer, and you know it. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to seeing you on the racetrack next year, and uh, good luck. For just just before we leave, like, looking back at next year, you know, coming back, you obviously want to be competitive. How do you approach this year leading into it? 
Well, you know, it's just going to be a good, strong, hard winter training and, and a lot of base miles and getting back into the groove. And, and the 70.3s, I think there's so many now, and we have such a, such a variety of places to go and races to do that, you know, I think those races can really prepare you well for Ironman. So um, I'll definitely be racing myself into shape with the peak being Hawaii, you know, gradually just getting back into fitness, both body and mind. And... You know, focusing, and um, we're also going to be starting a foundation. And my mom died of colon cancer, so we're starting a, a Ficker Foundation, which will be raising funds for colon cancer. And each race we go to, we're gonna have Team Moth Ficker, and it's going to be announced in a in about a month. And um, age groupers can join the team and then help raise money for colon cancer around the, the country. So, do you have a website you can plug for that? The, the website is not up yet, but it will be teammoffficker.com. So, hey, great. Well, good, good luck for the New York Marathon and the rest of the year, and come back next year and uh, bring it on. Thanks for your time. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Mr. Newsom, Mr. Coach John Newsom. Had a swim this morning, how'd you feel? Like, a little swim, same as usual, out to the sort of halfway mark. I think it was a little bit longer. No, I think you may be going a little slower. Oh, no, I didn't go as far today. <laughs> no, look, quite a few less people. Most people seem to be making a beeline for the boat and that's their turnaround point for the morning. It's probably a good 10 minute swim or so. And there weren't too many people out by uh, beyond the far boys. When you, was there anybody? There were a couple of people. And did you say, what are you, what are you doing? It's madness. It's madness. Yeah. You say, hey, I'm a coach. Yeah. You're an idiot. Get out. Yeah. Swim for sure. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Nice. And, uh... Bit of tension in the air, you know. You can see people a little bit nervous. Yeah, a little bit nervous. A lot less people around this morning, though. You know, Which is understandable, isn't it? When we were riding through town, it seemed like... Um, it's ghost town again. Yeah. Well, granted, it was you know, 6, 6.40 in the morning, but um, a lot of people are kicking back and relaxing today. It's a funny day today, isn't it? It's that whole day where you just kind of sit around watching TV... Get a bit anxious, double check everything 20 times. And then I guess yeah, there's going to be the big queue up this afternoon. Maybe we should come down for that actually. Um, well, when everybody's uh, racking their bikes. What time's that? I don't know. I think I heard it's two. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we won't be there. We're going for a bike ride today so because it's a bit quieter. So, yeah. Oh well. Can you have a gossip? No, I've got a few things to do on the show this afternoon, but uh, we'll probably come after those. Okay, well, you'll hear about this before you hear this. Careful. Yeah, right. So we've got a guy from Blue 70 next to us, and he's, and he's putting on a challenge to people out there. What's the challenge, guy? If you bring me back some sand, you can have a free pair of Kona 09 limited edition goggles. These are not just any kind of goggle, are they? Why are they, why are they so amazing? They've got uh, Kona 09 written on them. <laughs> yeah, pretty damn amazing. Porn star white as well. Yeah. No, these ones aren't porn star. Oh, they, no, they're very bling. They've got like a, a mirrored blue lens, white frames with a gold uh, Kona 09 and Blue 70 written on the. And you can actually say you've been here because you can't get them anywhere else in the world, can you? No, no, there's only been about 200 made, so you can't get them anywhere else but here. And so the challenge has been get some sand from the bottom ocean. How low are they going? They're going about 10, 10 metres, I think, so 30 feet. Did you do it yourself? You did it yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Hard? It was pretty hard. Didn't you do it yesterday as well, Johnny? No, I, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link. But the, don't worry, you've got three attempts, you've got two more to come. <laughs> I, um, any idea who you think might be first out of the swim, male and females, on Saturday? I, I'm going to go... Um, ooh. 
Lucy from Team TBB. I would try and pronounce her last name, but yeah. uh, it's I, like Zem the Cove or something. Yeah, like that, yeah, it's yeah, something like that. I didn't want to mess that up. But yeah. and well, John, and on uh, the man Potts or you know, I, I'm gonna put it out there. What the guy, um, John Flanagan? He's racing, right? John Flanagan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's crazy yeah. fast. I think he'll break pots if he's racing. I think he is. He's nice. For you as a company, you know, do you actually give, is it good, for, you know, do you actually really get your pros say, look, we want you out of the water first? Does it actually really make a difference or is it just a bit of bullshit? No, I think it, I think it does. It definitely helps. If you've got first out of the water, it adds a little bit of credibility to yep. you. So, you know, we've had some really strong swimmers in the past and uh, it's definitely a route we want to go down. I mean, Looking at the other end of the boat, we've got Martin van der Weyden down yeah. there. He's an Olympic gold medalist in the 10K. Yeah, yeah. So we had him on yesterday. We were mad, mad, eh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I raced him out here this morning. It was uh, pretty depressing. Well, you watched him swim away, did you? <laughs> yeah, it's just white turbulence in front of you. So, so you guys, uh, over in the overall market here, what, what percentage of the people in the water are going to have your suits? Well, uh, if I'm going off last year's... Numbers. Uh, it's, it's difficult. There's been there's more brands now, but uh, last year we had 800-ish swim skins. Nice. So, and the year before that we had 601 swim skins out of yep. 833 people who wore swim skins. So wow. we had the majority share. The way second we've been. Try center starts now. Yeah, um, that's Can you count the three? three. Can you count the three? I hope I don't mess this up. Okay, ready? 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 And then. Okay, we'll, we'll hurry up. We'll, 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 it's time for a bit of promotion, boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good game's a fast game. We'll win. Okay, ready? One. Are you ready? Yeah, just everybody. Okay. We're ready. We're kind of ready. I am talking stars now. Beautiful. So if you're listening to the show, you can actually watch that on some website somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It's on the Triathlete Magazine website. Oh, again. Okay. Oh, we got some sand. Look at this. Oh yeah. Oh, the sand starts now. Yeah. Good work. Right up. We're gonna go away. We'll be back soon. Bye. 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 We got Mike Erickson from El Dorado. Oh, I didn't yeah, pronounce it correctly. Okay. What's it? Erickson. Erickson. Where are you from? El Dorado Hills, California. California. You been to California, John? I have. Wax or shave? Uh, oh no. Either. Nice, it's a real man. <laughs> but Mike, do you use moisturizer? No. Oh, Mike, you're letting us down. Times exfoliate. Oh, uh, see, see. nice. There you go. Nice. <laughs> so you racing this weekend? No, I'm on the medical team, actually. Oh, wow. so have yeah. you done this before? Um, no, but I've done a few Ironman in the past. Last one was Ironman Florida. Yep. And so with, with the medical, what's your role? You know, have they briefed you, obviously, briefed you on what's happening yeah. tomorrow. What do you actually do? We'll be working with a disabled athlete, a challenged athlete from the Czech Republic who is a paraplegic. So we'll be on his team. And what does it involve throughout the day? Well, we'll be helping him through transitions, get him going. Anything he needs, we're, uh, we're the people for him. And what made you want to do that? Well, I've been here for the past uh, five years helping out with the medical team. If I can't qualify, i got to volunteer, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> a pretty good attitude, eh? And you're looking forward to getting your free milk t-shirt? <laughs> of course I am. Anything free at Ironman is great. It's a pretty good promotion, isn't it, eh? <laughs> Yeah, you get free, a lot of free stuff. You, as long as you put on these free tattoos, you get free shirts. If you uh, swim out to the espresso bar, you get free espresso. It's great. Have you come out here every day? Um, no, it's the first time I've been out here. I've been at the uh, Ironman Sports Medicine Conference most of the day. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what did you go through this year? Any, any new things? Um, no, not really. Just uh, trying to keep training fresh, trying some other things to keep the body fresh to try to qualify next year. Yeah. 
Nice. Well, good luck this weekend, mate. Kick some ass and good luck with your athlete. I'm sure it'll make a pretty busy day for you and keep on rocking on. Thank you, Bev. Thank you, John. Nice to meet you. I'm about to put the, the advertising at the bottom of the ocean. And what's the strategy we've got here, guy? Well, uh, I don't really have a strategy. This guy here has got all the strategy and he's uh, shaking his head at me because... Okay, so what's the strategy? What are we doing? Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to drop all four rocks down at the same time attached to this banner. Yep. And then once that happens, we're going to send two people down to pull it apart from each other. And yep. hopefully once that's all done with, Santa just covers it. What, what, if, what, happens, what happens if it turns up the wrong way and we get the backside? Oh, we're I'm gonna, probably going to drown. Yeah. <laughs> just going to have to flip it right over. Nice. Really nice. So it's professional. That's what I love about these guys. They don't muck around. There's no not thinking. They think about everything. Guys, you're wise men. Yeah. Huh? Genius. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. So they're, they're, they're setting up to go down. Got about three people. This could be a bit of death. What's your thoughts? Eat your biscuit first and then we'll come back to you. <laughs> they're going to the bottom, are they? Yep. The deep blue. Yep. We've got an Olympic champion there. We've got a guy who's a pretty awesome freediver. And then we've got Guy. Guy will be the weakest thing. <laughs> yes, <so we're> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Guy. It's been nice knowing you. Can we get another suit before you actually die? <laughs> Are they all heading down the same direction at the same time? Now, they have, could have the parachute effect. John, you want to come here because the commentary hurts. Oh, it's going down. So far, so successful. John's just going to fall off the boat. You right there, John? I'm good, I'm good. Mass. I probably shouldn't be pulling on that. No. Who was first up? First up was oh. Guy. Guy was not the weakest link. Oh. There's the Olympic champion. Guy's still down there. Guy is still down there. Out of nowhere, the Kiwi boy is dominating the dojo. There he is. <laughs> is it down there? It's down there. Well, it's down there. I don't know if it's actually very effective or not. Well, well you, you should dive in there and have a look. Well, you're the swimmer. No, no, you, you, you can do well. You can do well. You're the swimmer. <laughs> Is it looking alright guys? I think their laughter really says that maybe it doesn't. So uh, Blue 70, great company, not very good at putting bloody advertising at the bottom of the ocean. Right now we've got a good friend of the show, Albert Boyce, next to us right now. He's being the coffee pourer, he's delivering on the on the promise of coffees of Hawaii. Last day here, mate, you kind of, how's it going today? Yeah, it's going very well, Bev. We've been running out of coffee every morning. I think we went through 12 gallons yesterday. and looks 12 gallons? I'm going to go through 12 gallons again today. Wow. I thought it'd be quieter today, but it's really not, is it? I mean, yeah, we learned last year. I think uh, on Friday, a lot of the athletes are chilling, but a lot of family and friends that are coming out to the race seem to show up last night, and they want to come on the swim course and be part of it, too. So it's, uh, and, I'm, and I'm thinking right next to me on my right, that's your father. That's my father, Pete. Yes, he flew over last night, so he hasn't been able to come out and help before, so he gets to see it firsthand. Cool, a pretty cool experience for you. So uh, yesterday you did a day off or a bit of a rest day. But how do you find the rest day two days before the race? It works well for me. I mean, I've done, uh, what is this? I guess this will be number 12 Ironman. So I've sort of developed a routine over the years. And Thursday is always a total day of rest. Try to stay in bed as much as possible. Yep. And, and even with that, I mean, time still flies by in the day. And it seems like we really don't have much free time. So I think it's important if you're racing, you really got to plan things out ahead of time as far as your schedule. So you're not running around just wearing your legs out. Uh, like a chicken with your head cut off. So today, today I'll you know finish up here and do a 20-minute swim, get a massage, do a 20-minute bike, 10-minute run, and then just shut it down. So are you an anxious type? Do you get all anxious before the race? Uh, not as much as I used to. I definitely used to a lot, but I think it's you know I think you know familiarity breeds contempt or whatever they say, and oh, that's probably not the right saying, but you know what I mean. Experience helps. Yeah, yeah, experience <laughs> helps. <laughs> 
And uh, so today, and then today's just totally relaxing. Will you find it hard to sleep tonight? I've actually been sleeping pretty well. I mean, I've kept the air conditioner on versus, you know, trying to get used to the temperatures. Yeah, what's your, think, what your thinking behind that? Because a lot of people come to Hakona and they go, well, you know, I want to keep, you know, climatized so I don't have the aircon at night and stuff. And what, what's your thinking? Well, I've done that before too, but I mean, I'm fortunate where I live in Northern California out in the valley. I mean, it's, we have 100 degree weather, so I, I train in hot, hot weather. And I think, I think comfort's probably the main key. Where I mean, you gotta, you gotta get your sleep and rest. If you're not sleeping because you're trying to acclimatize, I, I don't, I don't think that's good. I think the main thing is, you know, people get sick if they have air conditioning blowing on their, you know, nose or sinuses, things like that. But I, I don't have any of that, so. Just try to keep it modern and just try to keep it comfortable. Right, mate. Well, good luck tomorrow. We'll be looking out for you. We'll be screaming for you. Hear from us from a mile away. All right, Bev. I'll be looking for you on the course, too. Have fun. Bring it on, mate. Bring it on. Love your work here, too, Albert. You're doing great stuff. So, we've come up from the water. Uh, Valiant into 10. Uh, was it a success? I th you know, it's still a work in progress, but <laughs> I think it will be a success. <laughs> so, can you actually see the sign? You can, it, you can now. It's so pretty stretched out. What my plan is now, I'm going to fill these with sand and put them on the banner oh, as weights. And if these are, what are these? These are our Blue 70 Special oh. Edition Kona goggles. <laughs> Give them a rest in the world. You sound like a little salesman. Eh? <laughs> no. So. Oh, see, I'm getting cold. I'm okay, getting well, beaten. You get, you get in the water. I'm loving your work. Why don't you come down? Well, because I'm afraid of the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? That's why I gave up triathlon. Oh, so. did you keep it up? Is you retired? I'm retired. I'm a musician now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. I'm going to go to the ukulele. <laughs> we are the world. Damn, you should release. Yeah, should. I know. It's coming up. Don't worry about that. We've got a good friend of the show here, the Curly Freight Train, Mark Pitchfress. How you going, mate? Good, buddy. You come over this week, but you're not actually racing. You're just taking the, the feel of the race. How you A couple of big training days. Are you enjoying yeah. just being here and not racing? Yes. Why? A uh, lot less stress. Really? Yeah. Really? Get but, to enjoy the atmosphere, get to get out in the sun. But are you getting the itchy feet? No, not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> no not at all. So what's it like when you kind of see all the athletes run around and is it kind of cool seeing everyone who's all kind of amped for the race? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, you get to kind of take a step back and take it all in and and uh, really get to uh, watch everybody get around. And get so what's up for your season now, mate? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Kill everybody in Epic Camp New Zealand. Epic Camp Lincoln New Zealand's uh, kickoff. How, how are you feeling about that? You a bit worried or...? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like the longer camp, yeah. the 15-day camp. And well, we used to do the 12, and yeah. I like the 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah. You're not so riding for it. Uh, yeah, this week I've gotten a couple big rides in. Did the uh, high road up out of Waimea, and yesterday uh, Mitch Gold and I ro rode 95. Nice. Yeah. So wax or shave. Uh, uh, shave. It's a shave. Yeah, yeah. Shave. Do you use facial moisturizer? Uh, yeah, actually I do. Yeah, because yeah, you're a wise man, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, there's no denying it. Unlike some people we know, John. Disappointing. <laughs> hairy monster. <laughs> a hairy monster. <laughs> right, yeah, thanks, mate. Good, good right. to see you in Epic Camp. Yeah, thanks. We got Rich next to me. Rich, Rich, are you racing this weekend? No. No, so you just have any experience? Yeah, I finished the Xterra series and oh. national stuff, and then I'm, uh. Are you going to do Xterra in a couple of weeks? No, I just did the Nationals. I didn't, oh. I'm not doing the Worlds. Yep, yep. Because the Worlds are here in two weeks, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Do you, are you going to stay on and watch that as well? Or? No, I'm out here with my girlfriend, Jordan Cantwell. Oh, She's okay. uh, racing the 35-39 gals. Oh, really? Yeah. How's she hoping to go? 
Uh, she's feeling good. Really? Yeah. Really nice. But I think everyone is right now, right? Well, yes and no. I think I think a few people probably shit in their pants, but you know, that's how it rolls. <laughs> but you're going to do epic camp length of the New Zealand. How are you Absolutely. feeling about that? Oh, I'm stoked. Really? I can't wait to start training for it. Have you even done anything like that before? You know, I... I wait a second. You haven't even started training for it. Well, you know, just done. I'm, a, I'm an Olympic guy, so, uh, I mean, epic camp's another level, yeah. right? Yeah, welcome to the jungle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Mark Pietrofessel lives right down the road. Yep. So, we'll start... Uh, Doing some long rides. Yeah, 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 I, I really don't think. You, you, yeah. yeah. yeah it's hey, it's just an easy ride every day. You'll be yeah. right. You know, bit of a swim, bit of a splash. Yeah, the tour of California for years. Yeah. So a couple multi days, but nothing. No two week hundred miles. Oh yeah. Day. Look, mate, it'll be, it's a walk in the park. Yeah. It's all downhill, you know, it's, right? It's a beginner's course. Yeah. It's north to south. Yeah. It's all yeah. Downwind. Wind behind yeah. you. Yeah. No rain. No rain. No, no hills. Flat. Flat as a pancake. Sunny every day. It's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand weather. It's like this every day. Well, good luck. Thank you. I hope I get to see you on Epic Camp if you're not in hospital. All right. That's a good Great thing. Great to meet you, man. Hey, and you, mate. See you later. On, so that's been great interviews and great random crap there. That's right. And it's quite appropriate, really, because you've got random.org up, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yes. Um, so what are we going to do for the rest of the show here? Get, get, you're going to get away from my computer. Oh, we're, we're doing got, the top five picks. We've got the double, we've got the double computer whammy going Okay, wait, so you're going to need to pull the page. So you talk about what we're doing. Well, we're going to do our picks, top fives, which is completely random, and, and we talked briefly to Dave Scott about this. It's just so much speculation, but nobody knows who's going to do what. But, um... We Bevan wants to do it, so we're going to do it. <laughs> oh, whatever! <laughs> <laughs> You've had yours written down for like a month. I haven't. So we have, um, f- we're going to pick five girls, five boys, and uh, we'll see how they go. Okay, so... Bevan, you're going first. I go first because you think I'm going to cheat. You're going to look at my ideas. Okay, I am going to go Craig Alexander. Right. But I think it's going to be a great battle... Yes. ...between him... Great podcasting, Kevin. Great, great podcasting. Well, well, it's, I haven't put much thought into it, John. Uh, I'm going to go... How many How many times have I t- told you yeah, I know to get you your have. picks ready? I know you have, John. Okay. I know you like Andy Potts, but I, he had a crash, and I know yeah. he's, he's not going to do it. Okay. He's not going to be up there. Um, Mac is coming back. So Mac is going to be in third. Okay. Who's second? Because it's going to be a good battle for that second, you said. Yeah. No... It's going to be Nicolanis. Right. Number four. Um, 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 Stadler at fifth. Okay. And my fourth, because Stadler will go nut bar on the bike. Yeah. And he's got a young Pommy boy. He's got to pull him through as well. Yeah. So he's got a good gap. He won't be able to hold them off. Yeah. But he'll get him at fifth. And fourth, I haven't really done this in order, have I? And in fourth, it's going to be um, Cam Brown. Right. It's a bit of a shame. We've got very similar picks. Oh, really? Who have you got? <laughs> so I've got Crowe in first, Lanos second, uh, maybe Timo Brank in, th- in third. Yeah. He did actually finish fourth or fifth last year. Uh, but then he was DQ'd. Oh, that's he right. He was DQ'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have Marino Van Honacker in uh, fourth and Cam Brown in fifth because we've got to have a Kiwi in there. I think, uh, I think Cam Brown maybe. He, he's either going to be nowhere or he could be up there. But I think maybe this year... 
I don't think I, I, he's, he's usually up about there, but I, I don't think he'll win it. But I, but I don't see any reason why he can't get in the top five if he has a good day because he's a good runner. Yep. Um, I haven't got Macca or Crowey in there. I definitely think you haven't got Crowey in there. No Macca or um, Norman in there. <laughs> I definitely think both of them can win the race, but they're either going to win it or probably get nah, um, nowhere. I think that's yep. my sort of opinion. But... Well, I just think because I know that that Phil Graves guy. Well, the word on the street mm. is that Phil Graves is going to try to be first off the yeah. bike. You've got Liado as well in there. So if you can get three guys up there working mm. together. But they're going to. I mean, Stadler can run probably about a two fifty-five. Yeah. Um, I think he's a two fifty before. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I, th- I think he's going to need close to fifteen minutes yeah. to hold off the. I don't think the he's going to win it, but I think if he can get those guys working together, because that takes a lot of pressure from having to do all the work at the front, and it saves him a little bit for the run. But in the history, he usually either gets wins right or gets nowhere. Even yeah. if he's got a big lead and he's running okay, he's hit teams tends to blah. He often doesn't get second, True. third, fourth. True. So I'll give you that. John. We'll see. Um, that. But that's just a guess. But I think most people are picking. A lot of people are picking Crowy. On the girls' side, I think it's Bevan. Well, you got any random... Uh, Emery got... I mean... Um, I, I still think good old um, Rakabiki, is it? No, not Rakabiki. Rasmus Henning. I still think we can't write him off. I think we can. Oh, you think you can? <laughs> yeah, from what, from what I've met, from what people okay. can say. So I would have had uh, either Rasmus Henning or... I why you'd race. I don't Rasmus think... or Andy Potts, I would have had them in my top three. Uh, Based both on... Both not fit. Okay. Girls' side of things. Let me find the girls, John. Where are the girls? <laughs> Girls, girls, you I keep talking. They start probably about uh, twenty, probably. Oh, Chris McDonald's racing. No, he's not. Well, that's what they're saying. Where here, the John. girls start. The girls start twenty. Uh, well, no, I can't find them. Uh, you keep talking, John, because this is a terrible. This is great podcast. I'm glad you're organised, Bevan. They start at one hundred, John. They start at one hundred. My prediction is. Dun dun dun. Yvonne V. Winning, okay. No, I don't crap. <laughs> Chrissy Wellington to dominate Dojo. Okay. She's. It's, it's a no-brainer. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bit of a risk on this one. I'm gonna say if I'm will come in at second. That's not a risk. She got no, no, last my, my third's my risk. Yeah, okay. Badman. Yeah, okay. Carry on. Then Natasha Badman in at third. Or totally not at all. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go um, Joe Lorne. Right. At fourth, just because yeah. after the gossip we've heard about her. And then Volunhurst, whatever her name is. Jesus. We're not, we're not, not, not a lot of controversy here because I've gone Chrissy first, Yvonne second, Natasha third, Sandra Wallenhurst fourth, and I put Joe Lawn in there at fifth because she's a Kiwi. Oh, so I, Pretty similar. It's great minds think alike, mate. But I think Yvonne, yeah, she does what she did last year with a better swim. I don't see any reason why she won't be in there. The ones that a lot of people are talking about, um, Rebecca Keat, because she had such a good yeah. race and, and wrote. Um, I don't know. I think she, the race is a bit open, more open, isn't it? Well, it's open for second. Yeah. Um, so I think Rebecca Keat, she may, she may well be up there and wouldn't be surprised if she got second. Marinda Carfrey, nobody knows because it's new for her, but she could well be up there. I reckon she might crumble a bit. And um, then I guess you've got Michaeli Jones, but I think she's a little bit past it. Yeah, well, we talked to her yesterday. We did. And, and she, she slammed me, so... She's, well, you deserve to be slammed, I, I John, did. let's be honest. I do. Okay, what else are we going to do here? Got to do our nicknames, prize draw. Nickname, prize draw? Are we giving away all the prizes there or just a couple? I'll give away... Four. Okay, four. Okay, so what John's done is he's found this website called randomizer.org and he's no, put it's random.org. Random.org and, and it basically it, we've got all the people who have ever entered and we've given you a number from one to a billion because that's how many people actually paid, yeah. which we love. And, and he's going to go generate. push a number and he's pushing a number right now and the numbers came up. Now we're going to go 33. 33. It's your lucky number, isn't that it? It's is my lucky number. Okay, 33. Go 33. down the list. Is Lee Gamble, Mystic Chaos. Lee. 
I'm going to put a note on here. Yep, Lee. Lee you are going to get the coffee from Coffees of Hawaii. Okay. I can't actually remember how much it was. I think it might have been like a pound of espresso. Some Life-changing amount. It was, okay, it was let's go to the next amount. one, John. Let's go to the next one. How many are we doing? Four. Yeah. Okay, go back to random.org. Dun, 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 generate. Dun, 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 43. And that's going to take us down to, you've got to go down your page. Oh. 43 is Barbara Nelson, the Barbara, Jet Rocket. The Jet Rocket Nelson. Oh, so Barbara can get something from Blue 70. Where was she? 43. Yep. Blue 70. Okay. See, as you can tell, great podcasting again. Because oh, this is, right. this is sensational podcasting. Randomizer Barbara. again. Generate. Generate. Dun, dun. Number one. I don't know if that's Bobby Bostick. It probably is, actually, because he was... Oh, no. no. Number two, Bobby. Sorry about that. Gavin. Tweaky Rogers. Nice. That was a good nickname, wasn't it? Gavin, you're going to get some stuff from uh, Alvin Cooney. Alvin Cooney. Okay, nice. Yep, and we've got one more to go today, team. Alvin one more. Connor, Alvin Connor products. That so. too, yep. And some of that as well. Uh, and if you've got stinky feet, you'll be loving one that. One more. We're gonna one go more randomizer. Generate. generate. And the number of the lucky. Oh, oh push the right button. Dun, number 50. Dun, and the number 50 goes to. Go down the page, John. Go down the scroll, page. Scroll, quick, quick, J Splendid Spinner. Waters. Beautiful. And he is going to get a t shirt from Art of Try. Beautiful. Nice. We'll do some more tomorrow because we have got more prizes and that. Yep. We've got some stuff from... Uh, Blue 70, surely. Yeah, probably got another stuff from Blue 70 and we've got some stuff from Tribice. So we'll do some more tomorrow. But that's today's winners. Okay, so so for people who've been racing today, they've been taking their bikes down this afternoon. When we were going for the bike ride, I was wondering if some people were actually still racing. Yes, and I was... But some people were being a little bit precious with their bikes. They were walking their bikes all the way down. And they yeah. were still like a K away, or two Ks away from the transition. Yeah. And they were walking their bikes. And I'm thinking, man, you've got to save your energy. I mean, save it's highly energy. unlikely you're going to... Well, reasonably unlikely you're going to nick your tyres from that, that sort of distance. But anyway... Uh, so tomorrow? Well, what are we doing, John? Track. Tomorrow, we are going... I've got a couple of other things to go through oh, shortly. Because um, it's going to be the longest show ever. It's okay. We like long <laughs> shows. I think when we're talking random shit because we're tired, maybe not. And uh, <laughs> so tomorrow, we're going to be doing some... Not live podcasting, but we'll be releasing some podcasts during the day. So we'll be down there early. We'll do something on the swim. Talk about stuff down there. And we'll probably be releasing our first show around about midday um, Hawaii time. And then that'll be sort of about the swim and sort of what we're thinking about, what's going on. And there'll be long shows, there'll be short kind of brief things. Yeah, and then we'll probably uh, release something uh, some stage after the bike. We'll probably be about two or three hours after the guys come live off the bike. Um, we'll release something then, and then we'll release something else in the evening, and then we'll probably release something in the morning or whatever. But there will be stuff during the day, so do um, update your iTunes, and it'll be quite different to what you're going to get on, uh, on, on the Ironman Live coverage. We have um, kind of arranged some interviews for Sunday, and they're pretty exciting interviews, so can't promise yet, but um, hopefully we've got some interviews with some pretty cool people, and that'll be really good just to back up the next day after the race. Um, we'll probably, for the next day, two days after the race, we'll have daily super specials as well, so mm-hmm. Sunday and Monday, and then from there we're going to have some time off. That's right. We're a little bit tired, aren't we, John? So we were out... Um, what I loved about John today was he was talking to his young boy, and he told his young boy that he got in the middle of the night, came because I was crying in the middle of the night. <laughs> came and gave me a, a cuddle. My wife's not getting a lot of sleep that guy. <laughs> so I came out and gave Bev a cuddle, and he was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so we were out running, Bev and I went for a run last night, yep. and it was bloody hot. Yep. and it was like six six o'clock at night, and it was, uh, and we had to start had to have had to have a port port a loose stop, yep. and uh, when I stopped, I honestly John thought, saw some turtles. <laughs> I saw some turtles, let the turtle free, and uh, 
and I thought when we stopped, you just get so hot when you oh, stop. It's unbelievable. I thought my skin was going to start melting, and this was like it was dark, and yeah. it was like six thirty at night, and so. God, it's just so tough on the day. You yeah. actually don't want to stop because it was hot when we were running. It's when you stop, you just well, burn even when up. we're riding today. Like I was thinking to myself, I can actually handle this heat because it's kind of like you've got like a, a blow dryer on you, isn't it? Mm. You know what I mean. And when you're moving, it doesn't seem so bad. But when you stop, it's like the floodworks are coming. Eh? Oh, it's very yeah, uncomfortable. It's, it's and so we're running along. We've got about um, ten minutes to go on our run. And the UK, down a Lee Drive, there's just basically um, condos everywhere, and there's just all all accommodation. And we hear this lady going, "Help! Help! Oh, that's can right. You, can you help me, please? Help!" <laughs> she's like on the third, fourth floor, and we're like, "What the hell's going on here?" And uh, and we kind of stopped, and she go, "Help! I'm stuck." And she had locked herself out of her apartment, and she was on the balcony. And she asked if we can go to the, like the main centre to get the keys. And what crept me up, John goes, "You're not kidding, are you? You're, you're not joking, us, is it?" And uh, so that was, actually wasn't. That was, was, that, that was our good on. deed of the day. We also went to the media conference yesterday, and, and one of the questions that got asked at the end of the media conference, uh, I think it was by the other fellow who does the competitor radio um, yep. huddle. He asked the question: Should you have? Uh, should you be allowed speed suits during yeah. the swim? And uh, basically, went, they went along the line. All people, the people gave their opinion, and the girls all said, "Oh, yeah, it's it's good because." Well, pretty we, much everyone other than Crowy. Yeah, they they said it's good because then we can wear stuff under, and it makes the transition easier, and and so on and so on. But Crowy, I thought, made the best point um, about it is. You've got lots of things that help you when you're out there racing, um, and it's open to everybody. So, like a disc wheel, if you've got a disc wheel on, the advantage you're going to get from the disc wheel um, versus your other pro competitors is going to be the same. But when you start putting springing speed suits into the equation, that actually advantages the weaker swimmers more than it does the stronger swimmers, so it's not an even playing field. Yeah. So I thought well, he made the best point saying that, that they should but, be banned. But what's your view on that? Because for me, in a way, our sport has been the sport that's embraced technology, and sometimes there are advantages for a, a richer athlete than someone who's poorer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is... But it's, 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 it's not a fair. I don't it's think never it's never a level for playing field, is it? Well, no, I think for the pros it is because they they've all got access to the best bikes, and uh, I just think with these guys, it does give the, the you know you've got to let the, the strong swimmers have their advantage. You let the strong bikers have their advantage. You let the strong runners get their advantage. But you're taking away from the strong swimmers, and I think it's a it's a good thing for the sport to try to break it up as much as you can in the swim. So yep. um, yeah, I was I was with Crowy on that one. Oh, nice. And did you give him a cuddle when did you attack him in it last night too? But Terenzo only had the best because he was last in the line. <laughs> and uh, they got down to him and he says, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever. What, just tell us what to say. He was funny in the, in the media thing because you could tell he didn't give a shit the whole time he was there. Yeah. <laughs> he was not into it. Yeah. Oh, the other course. thing that we got sent through the other day, <laughs> I don't care if it's a long show. People, you keep listening. <laughs> Why haven't you put the interviews in yet? This is going to be like a two-hour show. Quality. Quality. <laughs> Uh, yeah, tell people about the Crowy iPhone application. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Okay. But you know what someone is doing out there? Oh, and, and I'll give them a plug when we get back from here. Someone's done us, an, an, if you're a Mac user, which I'm sure most of you are because PC is just terrible, he's done an IAM Talk widget, and there's a guy out there who's going to do an IAM Talk iPhone app for us. Right. I yeah. don't know what any of that stuff does, but I'm sure well, it's well, good. John, iPhone is the biggest selling phone in the world, so it's good for us. Yours, yours broke, can't be that yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's a broke, broke my heart, but anyway. One other final thing here. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had an email through from Claire Lanardoni. I've got that Do you know what, we haven't even done sponsors yet. Oh, whatever. <laughs> she works for the Boston Examiner. Oh, that's right, yeah. And she's basically done all um, profiles on all the main contenders for the race. So if you go to www.examiner.com and you search for like uh, 
Hawaii Ironman or something, it'll come up there and she's got a sort of triathlon page on there and she's gone through and profiled all the, the athletes, done a bit of an interview with some of them and all their results. So if you want a bit of uh, reading when they may be going through the swim or there's a bit of a boring patch on the bike, you can find out about all the athletes and that's on examiner.com. Okay, so now we're going to do a quick sponsor section. Well, we've, we've talked a lot about challenged athletes during the show. Yep, yep, okay, so we'll talk about them. Course. And we did get a cool t-shirt today. We did, so... We put a photo of ourselves... Yeah. On the website. And we'll probably get a couple more interviews with them, but we've said you know, what a fantastic cause okay. it is. Great, nice. The more we're good. over here, the more we get into it. Endurance, sports, travel. And one thing that was really cool is I met a guy, at, yeah, I think it was Eric today. Oh, God, I wish I remember on my personal name. Yeah. <laughs> but he, um, he listened to the show, and they, they hadn't really arranged their travel. And he was saying they decided to use them, and, and they think they're really great. So Cool. Yeah, so obviously you guys out there are listening, and if you are thinking of doing a race, check out their website first and see if they've got a package yeah. that works for you. If it doesn't, it's cool, but you know it's, it's an easy way just to get someone else to arrange everything for you. Mm. Um, com. Specials are up there. They've got a Kona sale on by the look of it at the moment. Love a new work. Coffees of Hawaii.com. Quality. That's why you want to qualify, just so you can swim out to the boat. Oh, yeah. That's a no-brainer. times. And then lastly... Athlinks.com. Because we're your friends. That's right. And that's where friends meet. And we will put a couple more pictures up there. Got a nice picture of us and Yvonne up there. Been a long day, Bevan. I'm tired, John. And it's only 4.30. It's only 4.30. It took me two hours to process this, so... Nice. Support me. Yeah. Right, let's do it. I'm Russ. I'm in, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Kaha.